0: Everybody's so awake to all the political corruption now. It kind of becomes a gateway once you accept and realize how bad that is. Then you kind of draw back to look at the bigger picture. And that's when you start to see, huh, what have they been putting in the vaccines? What have they been putting in the foods? Uh, How do these corporations have so much power? What about secret technology? What about secret energy? What about dark matter? What about maglev? So it's like all of this stuff they've been hiding from us. Uh, is is eventually going to come out, but they're going to roll it out with their control and they'll say, oh, you can't, you have to be a good communist with a good social credit score to get the life extension technology, to get, you know, a new eye if you're blind or whatever it is. There's no doubt the internet is being used against us. It's manipulating our psychology. We see that now in the youth, people addicted to their cell phones, addicted to the internet. And, 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 And so they make it a thing where, the internet becomes more important or, or your presence on the internet becomes more important than what you actually do in your life, in the real world. I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be a young kid, but specifically high school student these days because, I mean, the whole notion or, or the whole practice of being a high school student has changed so much. And I mean, it's, it's, I'm not... I'm not even that old of a guy. I'm only 31, so I was out of high school like 15 years ago or something. I'm not the best at math. Point is, now it's so weird. In high school, your whole life is on the Internet. Your whole social presence is on the Internet. Your whole popularity is based on the Internet. So now think about what that does to generations of kids who do things for Internet clout. but then ignore the real world because they'd rather be popular on the internet and they think that's what drive everything. Your soul is being sucked out of you into the internet, which is totally fake. I mean, I, you know, I feel bad for guys too. I mean, you look at a girl, you look at a picture of a girl on the internet and everybody dates on these dating apps and she looks completely different in that photo than she does in real life because it's filters, it's lighting, it's angles, it's makeup, and then it's like, oh, well, who even are you? But you don't even care because you're probably sitting on your phone the whole time anyway. So imagine what that's doing to culture. Imagine what that's doing to the social structure because the social credit score has always existed. It's just been organic. You treat people well, they treat you well. That's why you didn't see many homeless people in America 40 50 years ago because they would at least have enough of social credit for lack of a better term that somebody would take them in somebody would give them a room somebody would give them a bed a couch something just so they don't live on the street well that day and age is gone but now it's the youth that is literally raised by the television on the internet and whatever happens on the internet dictates how they perceive life or how they posture themselves in life and so i just can't even imagine i mean basic conversation like normal activity just gone just gone and you really have to the only place it's alive is in small rural areas it's the only place it's still alive it's very strange uh but that's that's that seems to be the case but when you again i i can't even imagine it's 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 so foreign to me being in high school and being more concerned about your internet profile or presence than what's going on in the real world. And I remember because when I was in high school, it was Facebook and MySpace that were just kind of coming up. But it was like a joke. Like, it was like a joke. Like, oh, look at all these people that care about Facebook. Look at all these people that care about MySpace. It was like a laughing stock thing back there. Back then. Not that long ago. But now, if you don't, if you're not popular on there, uh oh you're feeling real depressed about your life but think about what that does now you have emotional control over an entire population of people if you control the internet
1: Today you are back in the war room for day two with Dr. Jane Ruby. Welcome, everyone. Uh, yes, I am here again today. And I want to make this show um, more of a continuation, actually, of yesterday. You know, we had some great guests. We had Patrick King out of Canada, who has, uh, by the grace of God, uh, got the Alberta province to turn around the uh, mandates, the masks, the whole, the whole thing, the whole piece of lying garbage. And um, we're going to talk to another compadre of his, Chris Skye today. Everybody knows Chris. He's been on uh, InfoWars and, and uh, many other shows. He's another Canadian hero. Very inspirational. We're going to talk to him. He's been on the road and a little bit on the run. And we're going to find out how it all ties together because they are working together. And I want to, um, I'm going to bring you some information that I thought was very exciting this morning, came to my attention, that um, a lot of these things have been in motion for, for quite a while. And one of them is that in in the government of Ireland, they apparently were challenged, I'm going to give you the details in a little bit with a great uh, report from a, a reporter, Gemma O'Doherty from Ireland, who um, is, is uh, advising that they were successful in demanding upon the government proof of the dangerous, scary virus that is justifying up to this point uh, the, uh, the lockdowns, the, the aggressive, draconian measures, of course, that they're, they're enduring over there. And they got the government to admit that there is no uh, isolated uh, SARS CoV 2 virus. Uh, so, and I'm going to talk a little bit more throughout the show about what that means. I've gotten a lot of feedback on my own social media channels, asking me, "Well, you know, wh- what did I have last year? And what did my uncle die of last year? And how how can you say there's no virus?" And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain all that because I think what people need to understand is that we're not saying that there's no virus, that the illness situation was a hoax. What the experts are been trying to tell us, and what I've been trying to get out, is that there this particular virus, upon which they are predicating. And, 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 and uh, justifying destroying your life last year, ruining your small businesses, some of them decimated forever, uh, damaging the psyche and the physical health of your children by making them breathe in these dirty cloths and lose their ability to use their instincts and look at people's visual cues and things like that. All of that was done really based on a, a particular virus that doesn't exist. Um, And so with a 99.997 for the average, for the majority of the population recovery rate, it is important to hold these uh, out of control, drunk on power governments from your county school board all the way up to the maniacal federal government that we have right now that's threatening lockdown, a national lockdown, we'll see how that's going to go, it becomes very important then to hold their feet to the fire, to demand at every level any government authority or employer authority that is demanding you either take this poison or submit to multiple testing or block you, you know, uh, uh, um, shun you out of normal life, it becomes even more imperative and incumbent upon them to justify uh, this virus, this particular virus, and that it is not anything different. uh, Whatever it was that made many of us, myself included, ill with the flu last year, they really did a number on our heads. You know, the the majority of people last year, when you start to think about February, March, April, we didn't know what we were dealing with. We know now, We, we know so much more now, um, and so we were we were easily frightened. uh we were trusting the authorities. and so I think it's important for for us now that we have the right information to tease this out so that when you are approached at any level of a th- from from any level of ostensible authority that you push back and say, no, 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 like Patrick King like these people in ireland and many other many others i i believe this is in the works right now because the situation in ireland didn't just start yesterday it was it was several months ago just like patrick king's situation and i believe that a lot of this is about to just um to just just fall fall away the house the house of cards is about to tumble um so so this this show is dedicated to what I feel is the um, the imminent, if, imminence, if you will, of this pandemic of lies that's been perpetrated upon all of us, uh, that is about to implode and 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 drop away. And when it does, there are going to be a lot of angry people, a lot more than there are now. So we're going to talk to um, we're going to we're going to talk to Chris Sky. And get a little more information on what's going on in Canada, maybe what his connections, um, and he's working with people in the United States. Uh, And I also invited Dr. Peter McCullough back. I think it's important for us to keep him front and center. Uh, As many of you know, he's been sued uh, by uh, Baylor and uh, the Baylor Health System will let him uh, tell us more about the details. I know he's been on a number of shows, but you have to understand something. This is a man who is incredibly and highly credentialed. Like, I'm talking off the charts. You know, board certified in multiple areas, um, and a complete expert in peer review scientific publications. Not only has he published numerous, uh, I mean, the number is far and away beyond what most researchers accomplish uh but also he's been involved in hundreds and hundreds countless peer review himself where he has lent his expertise to review these uh these these journal articles when they come in the raw they come in in draft form i've I'm highly published, not not anywhere near him, but I'm published enough to have gone through this peer review process many times. And I have to tell you, when it's done right, it's brutal. Uh, you usually this is why it takes a year to a year and a half sometimes after you've completed your research to then get this thing into a journal. You know, it just doesn't just don't buy it. It's not a popular journal. Um, you have to go through the scrutiny of other experts that are usually more expert than you in statistics, uh, in research methodology, so that they are releasing this into a journal for other experts to read and to guide their practice that is not just something that's snowing, you know, the the population of of practitioners out there. So it's a very important process. That's why when I said yesterday the false fake validation paper uh, validating the PCR test for SARS-CoV-2 was a joke because the authors themselves sit on the editorial board of the journal, uh, which means that they peer-reviewed their own documentation. So now you understand why that's that's really bogus. So we'll talk to Dr. McCullough. We'll get an update on the lawsuit, how uh, people can help uh, him if if he needs it and where he needs it. Uh, And then I'm going to go into the next segment. I'm going to, we're going to go into this breaking story out of Ireland. Um, And then we're going to talk about why it's important to call out authorities on this virus. I'm going to talk a little bit more about vaccine failure and a breaking story out of Israel. There was a doctor who came out publicly on uh, Israel. Is what is it, Israel News 13, um, incredible data, News Israel 13, Dr. Kobe Haviv, to tell you that the hospitals are not filled with the uninjected, the unvaccinated. Uh, We're going to stop this war against people who have refused to take this jab. And I think we're in the majority uh, because we're going to keep putting out the truth that the people that are getting sick now, as predicted, are those that have been injected, their, their systems were primed to be overreactive to general coronaviruses in the environment that you're always subjected to, you're always exposed to, and for the most part, you have an immune system that's working and that's protecting you, which is why you're completely unaware of that. So we are not going to let them snow uh, the uninjected for being smart enough and brave enough to not take this stuff. And then we're going to a- a- create an alliance with those who were duped we're going to try to help them. We're going to band together, and we're going to stop this this insanity, okay? And then we're going to talk to Sean Galloway, who wrote a song to my hashtag. Remember, hashtag just wait, you have nothing to lose? Uh, Nashville singer-songwriter, an incredible, generous thing that he did, and hopefully um, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll think so, too. So stay with us. I'm Jane Ruby in the war room again today, and for Owen Schreier.
2: The scientific dictatorship that I've been warning you about for 27 years has now gone from beta testing to operational. The globalists are out in the open with their planetary depopulation takeover, their robot takeover. But the good news is we've been working and you've been working and others have been working across the planet for decades to get ready for this, to be able to fight it off. Humanity is strong. We're incredible. And if we're aware of the attack that's happening, we have a real chance of defeating it. If we ask God for guidance, we will defeat it. So prayer is essential, research is essential, getting prepared is essential, and warning others is absolutely essential. And at the same time, supporting InfoWars by buying high-quality products to keep us on air is essential because they're great products for you and your family, and they're also funding our operation. InfoWarsStore.com Infowarstore.com is incredible. A lot of our products that have been sold out because of the supply chain breakdowns are back in, like bodies, vaso beats, and others. So get them today at Infowarstore.com, and I thank you for being part of the resistance. Jacob in Ohio. Welcome. Go ahead.
3: Hey, how's it going, Alex? Good, brother. Uh, Great last caller. I just wanted to start with plugging your sleep supplement. Uh, it's basically the only way I get sleep anymore uh, with all the gaslighting, demoralization, and absurdity. Uh, it's like we're living in a twilight zone, man. All right.
2: Eric in New Hampshire. Eric, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Thanks for taking my call. If I could, I just want to throw a quick plug out for the one of the products. Um, the X2 does wonders. I recommend it to everybody here on the fence about it. Get off the fence. Get the product. Support the info. Award. Tyler in Maine you're on the air thanks for holding go ahead hey Alex it's great
4: to be on with you it's an honor honor to talk to you awesome uh so first thing I wanted to do is say I love the products alpha power even at 29 if you ask my better half she loves it uh, and it helps in the bedroom so just number one for a few oh, it definitely there.
2: works it's not a joke
4: yeah. <laughs> absolutely InfoWars.com forward slash show.
1: Welcome back to the War Room. This is Dr. Jane Ruby. I'm co-hosting, or uh, guest hosting, actually. I wish I was co-hosting. That'll be fun. Maybe I'll do that someday. Um, Guest hosting, in for Owen today. And... um, What I was talking about in the last segment was this breaking story. To me, it was breaking. I think it was from yesterday. Uh, In the government of Ireland, they had to acknowledge that the SARS-CoV-2 virus does not exist. And the reason this is important is because you saw yesterday my guest, Patrick King, who was able to get the province of Alberta, Canada to reverse all of their uh, tyrannical requirements and mandates. So there, this was reported uh, by an investigative journalist in Ireland. Her name is Gemma O'Doherty, and she reports that because the court was unable to, uh, to, to, to verify any evidence of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, that they therefore made the link that they could not sustain these oppressive mandates. So she, let's see, this report, I'm going to show you her report. We've got the video of it. Uh, But first, uh, this Irish investigation into COVID shows that the Department of Health refused to confirm existence of a virus in writing. See, they can't do it because they'll be, if they confirm this in writing, that there is a virus or they go along with whatever the narrative is and the false stories, they're going to be held accountable for it. Okay, so this is why this is important. I'm spending this time, but you'd have been given this voice for you to warn you all. Uh, Oh, there, and she's been uh, suspended from Twitter just like Dr. Jane for the second time. Um, I think they nailed me on my IP address because I tried to get back in for a third time and they cut me out. But anyway, so confirmation that the virus uh, was isolated could not be done. And remember that the CDC in July revealed that there's uh, no COVID-19. In a document entitled, for those of you hitting my Telegram channel and telling me here's a report, here's a study that it was isolated, uh, the report is titled, quote, CDC 2019 Novel Coronavirus. And by the way, Dr. David Martin proved that it was not novel. Real-time PCR diagnostic panel of this document uh, entitled Performance Characteristics. There is no quantified virus isolates of the 2019 uh, novel COV currently available. So let's take a listen to Gemma O'Doherty's report. This is absolutely stunning and this needs to happen all over the world. If you can bring up her, her report.
5: Today is as follows from the HSE following consultation with my colleagues, both from the scientific and medical areas of the HPSC can confirm that we would hold no records in relation to your request. These are the reasonable steps I have taken to ascertain the whereabouts of existence of such records. And unfortunately, I must inform you that having undertaken these searches, we were unable to locate the records in question. I am satisfied that all reasonable steps have been taken to locate the records that you have requested and must refuse, therefore, your request. And um, they go on to say that um, the record concerned does not exist, in fact, they outline it in yellow. This is their highlighting, saying that the record which we requested that this virus actually exists does not. They hold no evidence that it does. So there is your proof. Now, on foot,
1: I, I get the chills. I mean, I I I literally uh, get the chills when I when I see this. This is going to be exploding all over the world. Uh, it's a real simple formula. Patrick King laid it out. Uh, so in their r- further report, uh, Gemma's further report, uh, the question is, so what are they testing for? Uh, because it's not certainly not the SARS-CoV-2 virus, right? The scary thing that you know we have to lock down for. Um, and so this hasn't been proved to exist. So what's being tested for is RNA that is presumed to come from SARS-CoV-2. Which does not exist as far as we know than anybody can prove, so what are people dying of? they ask the same thing they die of every year flus, common cold if you're vulnerable enough. and the reason this is important is because word has it that Biden is going to you know the puppet is going to come out and try to institute a national lockdown. this is another. Huge step, bold, aggressive step. We don't have a minute to spare. Uh, this Everybody has to push back on their local governments. That's probably the easiest thing to do. Coalesce in groups, go to your school boards, go to your local governments, demand a meeting, demand a hearing, and demand that they immediately show documentation that SARS-CoV-2 virus exists. Remember yesterday, I shared with you the five main postulates from something called Koch's Postulates, K-O-C-K, Koch's Postulates. This is what is scientifically required to verify that a virus exists. And it's incredibly important because we are about to get slammed with an attempt at more fraud, more lockdowns, more damage to our businesses, our lives, our children's health, and things like that. And I wanted to mention... We're going we're gonna to look at a video, by the way. Um, yeah, we're going to look at a video next, uh, a little bit later in, in the show probably. Dr. Dolores uh, Cahill, uh, she is an expert and, and she has been warning about ADE for quite a while now. We're going to run that probably in the next segment. But I want you all to get very, very um, focused on this. Otherwise, you're going to find your local and state governments, with some exceptions, uh, are going to just in lockstep follow whatever Biden comes out with next week. And and in this attempt to lock down the nation, uh, the way this is going to be a power grab is that they're all going to – it's like fire ants. All the blue states and the blue counties and blue communities – uh, are going to, once he makes that announcement, then they're going to clamp down and they're going to try to institute this uh, from the bottom up. So it's incredibly important that you not be snookered into any fear, uh, that you remember, uh, for example, I'm going to give you these numbers from Dr. Kobe Haviv, who is from News Israel 13, that just came out. He is Making the statement publicly, God bless him, that 95% of the severely ill patients in Israeli hospitals are what he calls vaccinated. And that 85 to 90% of the hospitalizations right now are people who are fully vaccinated. And that they are opening more COVID wards because of these people. This is not a variant. You don't even have a virus so how can you measure a progeny, right, a child of that, a, a mutation of that virus? If you think this through critically, you won't get snuckered in. And when you see this crap come out next week and it starts to get, you know, they try to, you know, put the boot on your neck again through your local governments, you're not going to fall for it. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby, happy to be back in the war room today with you in this fight to preserve our, our freedoms and our health. I'll be right back.
2: Bioremediation is a process used to treat contaminating water, soil, and subsurface material by accelerating naturally occurring environmental conditions to stimulate growth of microorganisms and degrade targeted pollutants. For the first time, the BioPros are bringing to the public market a suite of bioremediation products to the everyday consumer. Their first product they are launching is called Bioseptic Pro, a product specifically designed to establish a healthy septic system. Bioseptic Pro contains live microorganisms, not traditional enzymes like its competitors. This stuff lives in your septic system. It's really like probiotics for your septic tank and is at least 100 times more effective than similar microbial products due to its revolutionary patented delivery system. BioSeptic Pro contains no chemical ingredients and no genetically modified organisms. Visit thebiopros.com today and protect your septic system. That's thebiopros.com. This is for anaerobic septic tanks and the job it does is unparalleled. thebiopros.com.
4: InfoWars.com forward slash show.
6: Warning, this broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's The War Room with Owen Schroyer.
1: Welcome back to The War Room. I'm Dr. Jane Rubian for Owen today. You know, I, I wanted to do something different in this segment because... You know, it just seems like on the right, uh, we just don't talk a lot about art and how you know we we do we do recognize that politics is downstream from culture, but we don't give a lot of credence sometimes or enough, I think, to the artists in our midst that share our values and that have something to offer and, you know, and, and talk about the value of how to reach people and maybe educate them in, in um, you know, in the ways of, of art and and philosophy and that kind of thing. So I actually have been communicating with a very special singer-songwriter out of Nashville. Uh, he uh, a- approached me a, a short while ago and I thought it was really uh, a really fantastic idea. He had been apparently listening to my hashtag hashtag. hashtag just wait, you know, that I started to, you know, create as a moniker months ago to try to encourage especially young people to wait Uh, That they had nothing to lose by holding off on getting these shots to wait and learn a little bit more, not just take you know the word of uh, the authorities on getting these injections. And so um, he came up with an idea to develop a song. I was really flattered to be at least anyway in part uh, responsible to inspire that, and it's come a long way because he is a a consummate artist and an incredible artist. I want to welcome to the show um, Sean Galloway. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show and being with. me um, so that we can, you know, do more to work together. It's great to see you.
7: Thank you, Dr. Ruby. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, just explain to the audience that uh, we've been communicating for a while, uh, although, and we've talked on the phone a few times, you know, all that full disclosure, but this is great to see you here, be together with you in the war room, and talk about how art can be used, right, in, in the war for, you know, goodness and righteousness. So, Let's start out. We do have a clip for the song, but we're gonna we're, we have you. We're lucky to have you for a, another segment after this. So let's start though in this segment talking about how you know we started to get here and where your idea came from to create Just Wait.
7: Sure, I I saw you on the Stu Peters show talking about um, what was in these, these uh, vaccines. And, and I, you know, of course, I've got grandchildren, and, and I'm very alarmed about the whole situation. So at the end of that feed, when I saw that I, um, I contacted you, <laughs> and I, you know, you gave your email out. And I said, you know what, um, because I heard the hashtag, just wait. And I said, that would make a great song. And if this is something that I can do using the arts, mm-hmm. is to mm-hmm. create a song for you that we can say, hey, you know, wait, just just wait, we don't, uh, you're jumping into something that we don't even know what the full ingredients are in it yet. And to me, uh, that was very alarming. And um, you were were able to jump on it and support the arts in that way. And so we've created this incredible song. And all my guys, I got the A team in Nashville together to to pull this all together. And uh, it's just fantastic. And I'm very excited to share it with your audience.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, before we get to it, um, you mentioned something the other day that just really struck me when we were talking about this whole concept of how, you know, we shouldn't leave the arts out, that we, we the arts are very powerful contributions to, uh, to, to even political issues and, you know, education, humanity, things like that, and you said something about People are, and, and I want you to talk about this a little bit more, because it was your concept, that people operate, we all as human beings, we're spiritual, we're philosophical, we operate on a different vibration when it comes to communicating through music. And that added a lot more power to this whole idea of making just weight into a song. So, so say a few words about that, if you could.
7: Well, you know, music is the, is the language of the heart. It's something that it, it invokes or evokes emotion in us and done well it can be made for good it can be for you know for challenging stuff but so i like to say this it's like the musicians are and the artisans we're out on the edge and we're saying you know we got to bring the heart back to this we got to bring our humanity open back up to our humanity and music touches on that it allows our humanity to come forward and when we do that we can have a source of uh, you know what i would say just love i mean is this a loving and kind thing to do mm-hmm. especially to our children at this time so the arts are what remind us of what's truly sacred you know and um and i think that we're in a place right now where it's like it can unite people at profound levels both internally within ourselves to our own well-being but also from from a collective humanity we come together. We sing together. We can change outcomes quickly. Look what happened in the '60s and '70s, and the magnificent art that came out of that that time during those treacherous times. And we are now in the same place. And I'm here to yeah. say to the you know the artisans out there, get your songs ready, get them going. It's time for us to join together and sing together as a people, you know, uh, sure. and yeah. and do this. That's what the arts yeah. are for.
1: In fact, this is not your first foray into, you know, anti-poison injection uh, uh, art. You, I want to talk a little bit about your first song uh, that that was incredible. It's called Hold On. Is it Hold On? Did I get it right? Hands Off. Hands Off. And it's about protecting the children. Tell me about, you know, what the, you you wrote that song. You have a beautiful video to it. Um, You, you, you. it, it, what kind of reception is it getting? That, that's my first question. It's,
7: it's, uh, I did an interview uh, this morning with Kat uh, James, and she said, this thing's going viral, you know. And uh, But basically, it's about the kids are getting uh, what I call they're hitting the perfect storm right now. And what this hands-off says is like, you know, check it, no vaccines, the CRT situation that's going on. And now you're thinking about the biggest one of all, which is child sex trafficking. These mm. things are absolutely off the charts
1: you know, yeah, uh,
7: yeah. You know, right a, now, and it's time. Yep. It's just time there's to stand a, up for the kids.
1: There is definitely an assault on on the children, like you say, in the schools. Mm-hmm. You know, pushing porn and sex, uh, the whole thing about uh, CRT. You know, critical race theory, creating something that doesn't really exist, making them suspicious of each other. I am hoping that you know, kids will also hear these two songs, and and it kind of becomes a jingle in their heads. Um, so, so that's good. For, for hands off and I'm, I'm hoping it catches the attention of parents because we have a, an incredible, you know, there, there's a portion of the population of parents that I've been saying, you know, they're, they're very, they're, they don't get this whole thing. They're smug. They're just, you know, I'm taking my kid, my kid's going to get vaccinated. You know, I'm not going to listen to any of this crap. And I've said, you know, trying to warn them to take that step back, you know, hands off and just wait because they're, they're, this is irreversible. This is going to change the genetic, you know, it's one thing if you, you know, it's, it's horrible if you do it to any human being, but if you do it to someone who's, you know, 75 or 80, you know, they've, they've had the, the blessing of the majority of their lives. You're talking about two-year-olds, five-year-olds, 10-year-olds, you know, what are we doing in this nation? So I really loved Hands Off. Um, it's, it's a, it's got a beautiful, you know, uh, video to it that goes with it. So I want to encourage, you know, we're going to come up upon the break. Very shortly now and when we come back we're going to play just wait but i want to encourage people to go to your website which is SeanGalloway.com. galloway.com and correct. sean is spelled with a w the a- s-h-a-w-n and <laughs> you can see it on the screen here and it's it's galloway with two a or three a's actually because i yeah. had to learn how to spell your name um and i want people to see these two songs because you're and tell us really quick we have about a minute sean or a little bit less Just tell us real quick about what's going on with the video production for Just Wait. Because I know you and I put a little all-call out to the audience or to Telegram yesterday.
7: Where where are we going on that? And we we started filming today. I got my part done today. We have a guy named Tony in Finland who answered to the call who's rising up and saying, you know what, I'm going to get my people over in Finland. And he's done some really big events there. He's gonna do the whole video video, video for us and I'm sending oh. him that stuff now I had a couple of people in Nashville answer the call as well so that the, you know the Patriots are coming together to create this, uh, this video together and it's like and this is again the power of the arts. this gives yes. every, this gives people the little soldiers, the little people on the edges something that they can do you know to, to be a part of a movement. You know, send the
1: song to your friends and your family. It takes a minute or two, you know. Sean, sit tight. Yep, Yep. Shit's tight. When we come back, we're going to go right to Just Wait.
2: When listeners call into the show and thank me for all I've done, I always stop them and I say, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for keeping InfoWars on the air. Thank you for praying for us. And thank you for spreading the word. If all of you will simply go to Infowarsstore.com and get a privacy pocket for your iPhone or Droid, it will teach you and others that these things are surveilling you. It will remind you every day like it does me and my family, and it will protect where you go and what you do. Not because you've done something wrong, but because the big telecoms, big tech, and the globalists are predatory and are evil. And in the surveillance state, we need to more and more start doing everything we can to mitigate the criminal activity they're involved in. These are the highest quality, highest ratings. They're available at InfowarsStore.com in four different colors, and they are only 1995. The exact same pocket is sold for $24.95 or even $29.95 everywhere. They're available right now for $19.95, and they fund the Info war. Please take action today, protect your privacy, and fund the Info war. It was our number two best-selling product until the ongoing COVID lockdowns destroyed the supply chain, and it's been six months since we had bodies. our ultimate turmeric formula. And what's been holding up the last few months is the bottle cap. That's why this one's white. I said, I don't care if the cap doesn't match. Get it packaged get it to us get it shipped out because it's amazing for information it's amazing for your immune system it's amazing on so many fronts normal turmeric is at three to five percent and it's great people love it this is concentrated 95 percent curcuminoid and it's 50 percent percent off at InfoWarsStore.com right now. So Bodies is back in stock, 50 percent off at InfoWarsStore.com. We also have other great products back in stock like VasoBeats, Prostagard, and so much more. And these are great products for old people, for young people, for black people, for white people, for women, for men, for children, for everybody. These are products that enrich your life. So Bodies Ultimate Turmeric Formula, back in stock for limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. Get yours while you still can.
4: InfoWars.com forward slash show.
1: It's great to have you back. I'm glad you're staying with us. This is Dr. Jane Ruby in the war room today, again, in for Owen Schroer. And we're talking to an amazing Nashville singer-songwriter, Sean Galloway, who has written a beautiful song, uh, took took, uh, Dr. Jane's hashtag, Just Wait, and uh, blew it up into a beautiful piece of art. We're going to take a listen to it now. I know the producers are standing by, so let's roll the song.
7: play through until we know what they're injecting in you just wait take your time just wait you'll be fine nothing to lose and everything to gain if it turns out toxic you'll avoid the pain so we say just wait not a vaccine, keep this in mind. This medical device alters your design. Once you get it, you can't go back. Take this to heart before you react. Just wait, take your time. Just
8: wait, you'll be fine. With nothing to lose and everything to gain. If it turns out toxic, you'll avoid the pain. So we say, just wait. With the love of God, think this
7: through. It could harm
3: Just wait, you'll be
7: fine With nothing to lose and everything to gain If it turns out toxic, you'll avoid the pain So we say, just wait Bravo, bravo, Sean Awesome just
1: wait. What a beautiful, beautiful song You captured everything in that song that we want to communicate It actually gets me very choked up to see these babies and children and these parents marching them into these trials and I think you really captured it I'm you know that, that those video uh, supports were what these incredible producers at Infohorse put yeah. together but you know might give you some ideas for uh, the final Tough. video I uh, can't wait to see it um, Yeah Sean the song is absolutely incredible and and this is actually the world debut right I think Just of right Just Right You got it. Yeah.
7: (laughs) The video debut of it, for sure. I was on another radio station this morning where we premiered it, but you you get the video for sure. And, you know, let me say something about joy for a moment. You know, there's joy in that song, you know, and and these movements can get really heavy hearted. And one of the things that I think is really important is to bring that sense of, uh, you know, like that, I can't stop moving when I hear that production on that, you know, and it just gets my heart alive. And, you know, and it brings hope. And and I think that's very important. And that's what I hope that this song will do for people is to say, you know what, you can rise up out of the, the, the drudgery of this yep. and, and find your own, your own sense of power for your own life and say, you know, it's okay for you to love yourself and say, no, I'm going to wait until we get really clear on what's going on with this thing, because we don't know,
1: you know. Right. I, I think you've hit on something. I think, you know, when you have a song that's established, it kind of gives some, some justification or, you know, relevance to, yeah, yeah, right, like, I, I can wait. Uh, this, I'm, it's not just in my head. I should really, you know, I should really think. It's it's uh, Yeah, because people are losing sight of the fact that this is a virus with a 100% chance of recovery, uh, that children don't get it and they don't spread it. And beyond children, how about, you know, just, just teenagers and young people in their 20s, even in their 30s, uh, to, you know, to, to really stop and think about what you're doing and not to take everything that comes at you from authority uh, without really critically thinking about it. But you're right. The tune is catchy. I mean, getting back to just wait, you actually took the at the core of the message, which is just wait. What do you have to, you know, what, do you, what is your rush? People were tripping over themselves in January, and February of this year, to get these things. And, and uh, I, I remember seeing neighbors saying to me, "I I, I can't talk to you right now in, in, in the parking lot. I, I I gotta I gotta get down to my shot." And I thought, "What yeah. is your hurry?" And that's what I love that you captured in the song. You know that it's catchy because somebody's gonna start dusting or vacuuming and go, "Just, Just wait." Right.
7: And it, yeah, it, right. and it brings inspires that the joy element of it, you know. And the other thing that I wanted to say is that this this yeah. movement has um, created a lot of extremes. It's a lot of black and white thinking, and yeah. a lot of all or nothing thinking, you know. And um, you know, I've had a lot of experience in the mental health field, and that is mental. That's that's dysfunction. All or nothing thinking is black and white thinking. That creates enormous amounts of pain and suffering in people. And just to to remind people that just wait means to stay in the middle ground. There's middle ground here. We have middle ground. And to encourage people to stay out of the extremes
1: until you find what that middle ground is for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely, Sean. And, you know, since you started writing this song... Even more information has come out about the dangers and the just the horrific. Uh, reality of what is in these shots there's nothing for good and i think that those people who did wait uh may gravitate to the song and and maybe share it with more people just to sort of as another tool in their toolbox to just get people to think because we are thinking feeling beings and they're trying to you know kind of wipe that out of us even if they don't get the shot in all of us they're certainly trying to wipe that out i wanted to ask you if you want to mention some of the people that have helped you with this song uh, in Nashville, and yeah, I know you mentioned Tony in Finland. Um, that's okay. great. But any, if you want to, please take some time to, yeah, to, to honor and 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 you know recognize some people yeah, that, around. That.
7: Twist is number one. He's my producer, good best friend for a long time, and and he also co-wrote the song "Hands Off" with me, and um and we're working on another one together right now. Uh, actually, I wrote the song called "Our Sovereign Right," which is you know about my body, my choice. So Doug's a big one. I'd like to shout out uh, to David Ike who put this uh, "Hands Off" right on the front page of his website, you know, a week or so ago. Again, and it took off. Uh, Max Egan down in Australia, he's he's doing well. A lot of the players, David Spack, who did percussion, Mark Prentice on the bass, um, and uh, Tommy Harden and his his wife did the the background vocals on the the Just Wait one, and Dave Cleveland played uh, the guitars on all of this, and he is just an absolute master, and then also the, the 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 um the m a m m dot org and that's um an organization that's it's on their website as well and and they're all about you know going after the mandates and and good. you know making good. that uh, that happen and yeah. then uh messages from underground my friend Paul seals down in Australia who was very supportive of this as sure. well good and uh, and those are some of the folks that i'd really you know that
1: they're on sure. the front lines. Sean. and yeah, yeah. And before I let you go, because we only have about another minute, I want to know if you've given any thought to doing a tour in the United States. You know, we can get GoFundMe going. I'm serious. Um, I think moving this art around, even with two or three songs, maybe you can engage other artists. Maybe some other artists have done paintings to warn people and to to, to bolster them up. Um, Maybe some people could be – I know comedians who – you know so what what do you, what are your thoughts about
7: that um i've reached out to you know and i think you're absolutely right i think there needs to be i would call it the singing love evolution it's like you know the arts has always brought us back to the heart let's have you know and i don't know if you're familiar with the story of um you know some of the baltic countries that separated from the ussr they took to the streets and they sang for their freedom and that's how wow. how they were able to do it peacefully so yes, absolutely. Need some help with organizing that. If anybody's interested, please contact me at my website. And I just want to also make a just a, a shout out to uh, Stu Peters and uh, just yes. to say thank you deeply for him really getting this ball rolling. And without him, I wouldn't have met you. And so thank you, Stu. Really appreciate you. So That's yeah,
1: well deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. You know what? We're going to close this segment by thanking you, Sean, for stepping forward as an artist. And bringing this to people's attention, it's a beautiful piece of work. I'm really honored. Thanks for being with us. Oh, Thank you. My
7: pleasure. Yeah. Again. Just
2: wait. I'm a very humble person, but I'm also a bold person. And so, as bad as things are with the globalists attacking humanity, with all the terrible things that are unfolding, I want you to know that a lot of positive things are happening as well. I'm a public figure, so I get to see things the general public doesn't get to see. And let me tell you, whether it's police chiefs or members of Congress or even folks in Hollywood or or, or mainstream media or industry, people are really, really awake in the establishment. They don't want to go along with the globalists, but they're scared. They're looking for leadership. Well, that's where Infowars comes in. You fund us, you support InfoWarsStore.com, you get great products at the same time. We will then go out and do what the globalists say is unpopular, what the globalists will target you for, to show people that it's safe to tell the truth and to take the heat. That's our job, so please keep us on air so we can hit the barbed wire, so we can be the shock troops in the information war. Fund us at InfoWarsStore.com.
9: In a recent video, Polly St. George talks us through her recent investigation of the company Entrust, a company who just recently signed a contract with the United Kingdom to provide digital passports for COVID-19 vaccine tracking. What she discovered was that the family who owns Entrust not only has Nazi roots, but they are in fact a very prominent Nazi family. The family in question is the Quant family. In 1929, Gunther Quant took over one of the largest arms manufacturers in Germany. He then divorced his second wife, Magda, who then married Joseph Goebbels, just two years later in 1931. The Goebbels family then became heavily involved in the Quant family business. Maybe
6: this was one of those instances of marriage to cement a business relationship, sort of like royalty does, but this is the new royalty. This is the industrialist royalty. This is the globalist regime being born. That's just a guess. Here's some photos from the wedding.
9: Their marriage took place on a grand property owned by Gunther Quant, where Adolf Hitler served as the best man. In 1933, Gunther officially joined the Nazi party and was granted special privileges to use slave labor. Gunther and his sons, Herbert and Harold, staffed their factories with over 50,000 prisoners of war and concentration camp workers. One of their factories even had its own concentration camp, an execution area. The end of World War II had little effect on the Quant family. A former prosecutor at the Nuremberg Trials claims that there was plenty of evidence to prosecute the Quants and regrets how they were allowed to evade punishment not only did the Quants evade punishment at Nuremberg, Herbert went on as a director of Deutsche Bank, became an honorary citizen, and a czar of the whole German economy. He married Johanna Brune in 1960. They had two children, Stefan Quant and Suzanne Clatten, Germany's richest woman, who recently told reporters how difficult it is being a billionaire. Entrust was bought by the Quant family in 1987, has went on to gain contracts in banking and government, including just about every level of the US federal government, and has just signed a contract to provide digital passports for the UK. The Quant family weren't the only Nazi industrialists to go on after the war and thrive. IG Farben Bayer is the father of Big Pharma, And this ideology wasn't born with the Nazis. It comes from the Sabbatean Frankist, Rockefeller Rothschild banking empire. The ones who mysteriously create money and loan it to us with interest as if they own it all. We know who they are. Many of them are coming out of the shadows and offering us tyranny. And many of us are accepting the offer. And all we have to do to save our lives is say no to this criminal gang of psychotic vampires. For InfoWars.com, this is Greg Reese.
0: You know, someone very profoundly once said, many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America it'll come in the name of of liberalism I'm literally surrounded by a bunch of guys that have their faces covered and shields and bats and guns The War Room
4: Infowars.com forward slash
1: Well, there's nothing like coming back into the War Room for and starting the second hour with high energy. I'm really excited to, I'm just going to, we're just going to go right to our guest. i so excited he could be available today because he's on the road and I guess on the run a lot. Chris Skye, I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you. Thank you for being with me today in the War Room.
10: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure.
1: I know we've talked a couple of times, like through uh, text and all that. And it's great to see you. I've seen every one of your interviews. I was actually one of the original Chris sky fans back last year when you made the famous, uh, prediction. I wanted to know where you purchased that crystal ball. Cause I could use one these days. Um, but Chris, anyway, great to see you. And you Thank know, you. I, I, there's so many things I'd love to talk to you about. So we are lucky to have some good time with you today on the show. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, yesterday I had uh, Patrick King on, your compatriot and fellow uh, uh, just, you know, warrior and and Canadian and international hero now. Um, I want to know what you think about this whole approach, first of all, to educate people around, hey, you know, take your ticket, challenge back, go to court, and and here's here's the pathway for everybody. Make them show you the virus. Make them show you the documentation.
10: Well, I've been telling everybody from day one that these these tickets, these fines, regardless of what you got them for, whether it was for opening your business, whether it was for coming home and declining the quarantine or the testing, whether it was for having too many people at your house or any of the other arbitrary things they come up with, all you got to do is file a challenge to fight it in court. And nine out of ten times they won won't even give you a court date or they'll give you a court date over two years from now when the fines already expired. Then if they do give you a court date on Zoom court, you just tell them you want to do a charter challenge and they will postpone it indefinitely or throw it out because they know they don't have the ability to actually prove it. And I like what Pat King did. He did it in conjunction with a friend of ours named Doug Force. And he came up with this template to subpoena the heads of the public health. Why? Because these emergency laws have their name literally written on it. They're vouching for these laws saying we have all the scientific evidence that provides the justification to have these laws in place. So in any court of law, you have the right to face your accuser. And that's what Pat wanted to do. That's why uh, him and Doug came up with the form to subpoena Dina Hinshaw and and force her to come in and provide the evidence to justify the science behind these laws. And they gave him – it was actually a fantastic idea. I I believe it's a great idea. The only problem is the courts are inherently corrupt, especially now. They're more corrupt than they ever have been, especially in Canada. Uh, For instance, the JCCF, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom, which is almost like the the ALCU, they are a pro bono law firm that does constitutional law. And they had to hire – Dozens of more lawyers, and in particular criminal lawyers, because all the stuff that the government is doing right now—they're basically making up laws as they go along and using the emergency order as an excuse to justify it. So Pat King tried to fight back, and he tried to subpoena Dina Henshaw. But the problem was he waited till the end. Well, he was already in trial, so they they convened at the last second on a Friday and said they needed a special prosecution session. And I was actually at the courthouse the day of, well, Pat was there, to see what happened because I was very interested in the outcome. And the outcome was they, they stated he uh, did a procedural error by trying to file the subpoena when the trial was already late in its state, when he should have done it at the pre-trial phase. So they didn't allow his motion to go through, and they accidentally found him guilty at that moment, but he appealed right away, and they admitted that if he had filed it before the trial had started – That they would have to do the, they would have to bring her in and he would have to be able to face his accuser and they would have to provide the proof. So if he gets his appeal, which he should, and he gets to redo the process over, which he should, and he does it right then she would have to come in and we can provide that as a template literally for everybody who got these emergency order fines and all the public health officials all across Canada and the U S even can be held accountable, brought in and we can face them. And then they will not be able to prove that there's any justification for any of these emergency orders. And then we're going to go on another, and then we're going to, we're going to take it further because a lot of these doctors, a lot of these drug companies, a lot of these politicians are not liable for anything that happens. However, if there's criminal charges, they can be held liable and we're going to hold them accountable as best we can. And we're going to start filing malfeasance charges against all these entities that have been involved with this giant takeover of society because they can't pretend they didn't know that. The, the the jab wasn't dangerous they can't pretend they didn't know that the masks don't work we have all the conflicting evidence that proves that they just kept lying to people to keep people confused so they could keep telling people what to do without them questioning the authority and that's what this has all been about from the start it has nothing to do with our health and safety it has to do with control of, of us yeah right. otherwise they'd be telling us don't stay inside go outside and get some vitamin d don't isolate yourself from people interacting and get, and get your immune system up work out Go out and eat good food. Don't just sit at home, get drive-through, go to the uh, liquor store and the cannabis store and just sit on your ass all day. But that's what they're telling people to do. Everything they're telling you to do is literally the exact opposite of what you should do if you want to be healthy. And that should tell everybody everything they need to know about our government's response to this pandemic.
1: Of course, of course. And I share your passion and I share your, you know, that feeling of being pissed off about it. I wanted to ask you a really quick question since you went through really nicely the whole, uh, you know, process that Patrick and, and his team went through. How did this get translated? I mean, it's almost a miracle. I love it. How did it get translated to, oh, we're dropping the Alberta mandates and all these draconian things? Did we have that right? Or how did it, how did it get to that?
10: I don't. I can't say for sure. I can only speculate on that. Of what okay. was the reason that Alberta dropped the mandates? As somebody who's been traveling virtually all around Canada and other parts of the world to see uh, how people respond to their government's reactions, I can tell you that in Canada, Alberta had the most fight back. They had. I call them the fighting spirit of Canada. They had the most pushback. For instance, when they declared the first lockdowns, the beauty sector was considered unessential. When they came around to the second lockdowns, the people in the beauty sector were standing up for themselves and they said, we're going to we're going to fight back. We're going to stay open, whether you like it or not. And what did the government do? They responded that now the beauty section was going to be essential businesses. So overnight, Mm -hmm. hair and nail salon became an essential business, not because it really you can't live without it, but because they stood up for themselves. And when you stand up for yourself against government tyranny, you can actually retain your rights and freedoms. But if you just comply You can't even blame them. I tell every Canadian this. Our lockdown is way worse than you guys for one reason. Canadians comply. It's that simple. The government didn't close your business. You closed your business. They just told you to. The government didn't put the mask on you. They just told you to, and you did it. And Americans didn't. And that's why Florida is wide open. And where I'm from, it's still closed in most aspects. And you still have to wear a mask if you walk into a store technically And all the rest of it. It's ridiculous. And they're not going to let us off lockdown. That's why I was on tour in the first place. I was on tour in July, early August, the worst time of the year to go to protest because the only time where people actually have good weather and the freedom to do what they want. But we had to go because we had to let everybody know the fall narrative. And the fall narrative is very important. And I'm sure you already know it because you're a doctor, but we got to repeat it for the people that might not know, and especially the people who took the jab. And that is in the fall the predominant people that are going to get sick are the ones that took the vaccines. They're not going to want the vaccine people to get upset about this. So they're going to tell them that it's not their fault. It's not the vaccine. It's a new variant. Then to make insult to injury, they're going to pretend the new variant is a result of the unvaccinated. What doesn't even make sense logically or scientifically, but they will say it and it'll be enough for the vaccinated to start blaming the unvaccinated for the fact that they got sick. And then when that happens, they're going to create a bigger divide in society than we've ever seen in history. A lot bigger than the mask mandates did, a lot bigger than the people on stimulus versus uh, people that are not, et cetera, et cetera. This is going to be a bad one and the government's going to use it to their advantage. Today, already in Quebec, one of our provinces, they just announced the vaccine passport will be mandated for all non-essential activities, which means you're not going to be able to go to the gym, the grocery store, the restaurant or anywhere else unless you can prove that you are vaccinated. That is beyond tyranny. That is the most disgusting law that's ever been passed in Canadian history. And they're going to do it there, and they're going to start doing it everywhere else in Canada. And you better believe they're going to try to do it in the U.S. They already did it in New York. They already said restaurants and gyms are going to have to. And why? Absolutely. Because New York is the state. New York is the Absolutely. state that's most like Canada.
1: And and they're going to start, like you suggested, in the the sort of the the most co- compliant, previously compliant areas uh, when when they do this, because if they can show uh, what looks like a larger number of people complying then they'll 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 make the they'll try to intimidate the other groups you know i got to get that crystal ball chris we're coming up on a break um when we come back with chris sky we're going to talk more about uh how to follow this template we're also going to also ask chris about the police and what he thinks about their uh their caving into their constitutional duties we'll be right back
11: hello i'm mike lindell You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this Cyber Symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Thank you and God bless. Go to frankspeech.com and enter promo
6: code Alex or call 800-675-4614 and use promo code Alex. I preach about the dangers of cell
2: phones all day long because they're supercomputers controlled by big tech that are spying on us everywhere we go and what we do. But because they have great cameras and great recording systems and great ways to communicate, I still have one because this Trojan horse, this Promethean fire, has a lot of power. But when I'm not using it, I lock it up in a high-quality Faraday cage, a privacy pocket at InfoWarsStore.com. we finally got them back in stock, the highest rated. They fit almost all types of Androids and iPhones at 50 off, $14.95. They sell these babies for $29.95 all day long. We've got a private label with InfoWars on them for $14.95 because I want you to get them, and I want you to buy friends and family these systems to educate them about what these, quote, smartphones really are. This is a great way to limit your phone time use. It's a great way to spend more time with your family, and it's a great way to know you're not being tracked by the criminal globalist system. They're 50% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com.
4: InfoWars.com forward slash show.
1: Welcome back to the War Room. We are in the second hour today. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby in for Owen Schroyer. And I'm uh, thrilled to be uh, with my guest, Chris Skye, who is an international, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just going to label you an international hero. Uh, I just hope there's enough time for heroes like Chris Skye and the rest of us to try to, you know, go push back on this thing. Chris, I want to talk about the criminal aspect. I think that's a a, a big way, if you, you know, a great pathway, if you will, to, to, you know, we're not trying to take Pfizer down, you know, we don't have time for that, but... It's everything that's going to happen in lockstep at the local and state and like province level. So how do we how do we how do we do that? What are your thoughts on that um, in, in terms of using the criminal complaint sort of process pathway?
10: Well, we'll prove, once we can prove that they don't have the scientific evidence to justify all their emergency orders, we, have, we can be able to prove there are real reasons for doing this. And the real reasons for doing this were to control all of us. And that is a criminal offense. Considering you're putting all these people's lives at risk, you're putting people out of work, you literally sacrifice the livelihood of billions of people around the world for your so-called greater good. And all that happened was the political class got more money, more power, and more control, while billions of people around the world
1: suffered. You know, yeah, In- and I wanted to ask, yeah, and you're watching this whole thing unfold. I know you're worried about those who will comply. What's your sense for the percentage or sort of the proportion of the population? You're traveling all over your country right now. What's your finger on the pulse in terms of how how many people, how, how many people are awake?
10: Well, it's very confusing because the media will make you believe that everyone's in compliance and everyone's in agreement. Just two days ago, I had a gentleman walk up to me wearing a mask in Alberta where they're not even mandated anywhere. And he was wearing one outside of all places. So I was (laughs) expecting a derogatory comment from him because I knew he recognized me. And he came like 50 feet over to talk to me. And instead, guess what he said? He came over to me. He shook my hand and said, I'm double jabbed. I wear this mask, but I still support you and agree with you 100%. And so what does that tell you? That tells you the vast majority of people, even the ones that are legitimately afraid of the virus, not of the government, of the virus in this case, still value their freedom and still value your freedom. And that's what this is all about. It's not about what the best course of action is to fight the virus. It's about the fact that freedom is essential. Freedom to wear the mask or not. Freedom to open your business. Freedom to travel. These kind of things we cannot allow to be curtailed in an emergency or, as we see, the government will just create and perpetuate an emergency indefinitely in order to to curtail those rights and freedoms and now they want to make given rights and freedoms god given not government granted that people fought and died for they want to turn them into government granted privileges predicated on this inoculation that they know is dangerous that that if you inject every child in the world with the covid vaccine you will have a higher rate of death than for covid and anybody 50 and under that's a fact children are not dying of covid But we see children dying of the vaccine and they're just getting started. They just injected them with the first two. In the fall, they're going to give them a third and a fourth. And it's not going to stop there. You're never fully vaccinated. There's always another one. And that's what's going to work in our benefit. I've already seen. shift, And I've said this multiple times just in the last two months. Before, I'd have to go to a rally. oh, it's Chris, oh, oh, I understand what's going on. I just want anything, anywhere else, people understand what's going on, and people support me, and people appreciate what we're doing. And that tells me the average person is awake and aware, and they're ready to act. And that's why the government did this pacification in the summer, where they tried to derail the freedom movement. By telling you why I did the tour, to let everybody know that that was a trick. It's called pacification. And now they're using predictive programming to let everybody know their real intentions, which is a vaccine passport fueled by a new variant that's going to make the vaccinated sick. They're going to blame it on the unvaccinated. That's going to set the stage for another lockdown of the vaccinated and non vaccinated, the re implementation of all the restrictions, and now going further, the implementation of a vaccine passport using the majority of the vaccinated who are now frightened of the unvaccinated as the pretense to get the public approval to make it happen. And they're doing it. It's not a joke. They're doing it.
1: Yeah, they are doing it. Chris, I want to ask your opinion about the police. I don't want you to get yourself in any kind of trouble, but just a 30,000 foot, you know, a lot of people can't believe how complicit across the, the U.S., Canada... How do we how do we turn our police around? They're obviously frightened or I don't know. You know, it wasn't a defense in the Nuremberg trials. So they're complicit in this crime.
10: I can tell you that I believe between 50 and 60 percent of the police are on our side. Obviously, the vast majority are complying with writing ridiculous fines and doing stupid things like that because they want their pension. They're not being told to break. uh, like arrest people on mass they're not being told to shoot people they're being told to write these stupid tickets that they know won't even hold up in court so it's not hard to convince the majority to go along with that whether they agree with it or not and i can tell you firsthand because i've dealt with the police in every province right now most of them do not agree with what's going on and a lot of them actually support the movement support me and support what's going on in bc i was just there last week I had a group of officers come up to me when I was on Vancouver Island for the first time. And I didn't know what to expect, once again, because sometimes the police aren't very friendly with me. And they came up to me and they said, how's the tour going, Chris? I said, it's great. They said, when are you speaking? I said, in about half hour. They said, great, we're looking forward to it. And they literally just stood like other members of the crowd and came to listen to me speak. And British Columbia is the only province in Canada where I have yet to be ticketed, fined, or arrested by the police for speaking out. So it's probably my favorite place in Canada because of the way it looks and because of the attitudes of the people. They're very, very vibrant about their community, very passionate about their community, and that stretches to their law enforcement. So if I was talking to everybody in Canada and the U.S., I would say look to our West Coast, the British Columbia Police, and they have the RCMP there, which is like like our Canadian FBI, and they have their own police force there. But both contingencies have actually treated me better there than I've been treated anywhere else in Canada. So I have to applaud them for that. But in other parts of Canada, we're seeing tyranny rise like we've never seen before. When I tried to go to the East Coast, for instance, I was literally kidnapped off the airplane by the RCMP before it was even allowed to go to the jetway. And they put me in RCMP jail with ridiculous charges that made no sense. And in about an hour, they had to release me, bring me back to the airport, put me on a plane and send me home and then drop the charges. In Manitoba, they were so scared of my voice that the day before I was supposed to arrive, they got a warrant to arrest me in advance. You hear that? That's they ridiculous. went to a judge and said, they said, here's a flyer. Chris guy is planning on speaking tomorrow. That means he's planning on breaching a public health order, not even committing a crime, but that was enough. Oh, look at that. Chris guy for prime minister. We'll talk about that next. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the time. That was the first time in Canadian history where they actually got a warrant in advance to arrest somebody. And then when I didn't show up, they still kept the warrant out for my arrest. And I actually did Alex Jones' show yesterday <laughs> while I was hiding in Manitoba, pulled over because I couldn't make it through there in time. I actually had to pull over that. while I was on a warrant for my arrest, hide behind a hotel, do the show, and get it out there. So, yeah. All and right. where did that, that shirt, Christopher Prime Minister, was at, that that surfaced in Vancouver. Somebody made it. A man named Raul made it. I think he made it in response to a poll online where I was put up against Justin Trudeau, our current prime minister, Maxime Bernier, the freedom fighting favorite, and then Jagmeet Singh of the NDP. And with something like 15,000 votes, I got over 65 percent of the vote and actually crushed them.
1: Well, Cause people I, I, are... I, I want to know where I can get that T-shirt. That's the next question, Chris. We're going to go to a break and we'll be back with Chris Skye in a sec.
9: It is through our five senses that we are kept fascinated and hypnotized by the lies we are told. And the only way to see through this illusion is with our higher senses, which is why fluoridated water is a big problem. Consuming too much fluoride forms phosphate crystals around the pineal gland and shuts down its natural functions. Natural functions which have been known for millennia. The Hindu chakras align with the endocrine system. The chakra aligned with the pineal gland is the third eye. Also described as the seat of the soul, the pineal gland is what connects us to higher levels of consciousness and otherwise unseen dimensions of reality. Fluoride-free water is essential to keeping our pineal gland healthy. Our water filtration systems with the proper filters will keep your drinking water fluoride-free and the Pro-Pure showerhead will seal the deal. Get them both today for yourself or a friend at InfoWarsStore.com.
4: com forward slash show
6: trigger warning this broadcast contains subject matter that may offend liberal snowflakes it's the war room with owen schroyer watch the live stream at band
1: I got to tell you, I want that T-shirt because I think he's going to win. And I want to say I knew him when. Hey, guys, welcome back to the War Room. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby in for Owen Schwer today. And I am talking to the next prime minister of Canada. Oh, well, not yet. Chris Sky. Chris, I'm not going to we're not going to let you get away without talking about that. Seriously. I'm serious. Wow, I heard yeah.
10: I've been. I'm not going to lie. I've been getting pressured like crazy to do it. And I've been getting pressured from a lot of different businesses that even are essential during this time, but they all see the writing on the wall. Everybody understands that this isn't going to end this year. It's not going to end next year. And every year we're going to lose more and more wealth and power from the people. And it's going to go to the government. And that means that the people that have children now are going to see their children not be able to attain what they attained. And that's everybody's worst nightmare because your only responsibility as a citizen is to make sure you leave the country in a state for your children, equal or better than you. So people are looking for a real leader. And all the leaders right now are telling them, just vote for me and I'll end these things and I'll save you. And it's complete bull. The real leader should be telling people, it's time to save yourselves. Don't wait for an election. Don't wait for a new political figure. You have to stand up for yourselves now. It's called United Noncompliance. And you got to take off your mask. You got to open your business. And you got to just say no to the vaccine. And until okay. any political leader preaches United Noncompliance, you can't trust them. And none of them will say afraid. it because it gives the power to the people and makes the politician irrelevant. And somebody I, like me who doesn't want to be a politician and hates politicians and detests the idea of being prime minister. Loves the idea of United Noncompliance because if I was in charge and I was a leader, I would focus 100% of my time, energy, and resources on running the country in a way that allows you and your family to thrive. The moment a leader starts wasting his time, energy, and resources trying to manage the people, it's because he's a tyrant. And it's because he's doing things that the people are going to try to hold him accountable for. And that's what we're seeing now. So none of these politicians are saviors. There's no such thing as a political solution to this problem. The solution has to come from the people. Then we can move on to phase three of United Noncompliance, which is holding these people accountable. And that's when a good leader comes into play, because a good leader will draft laws that make these people accountable. A good leader will hold these people accountable and make examples of them. And a good leader would make sure that this type of thing can never happen again for generations to come. And that's the kind of people that the people will rally behind. And I know I'm a threat to them because, as I said, I saw a giant shift in society. And if I just walk down the street, the average person knows who I am. And what do I mean by the average person? I mean the non-voter. And the non-voter is the largest demographic of people in both Canada and the United States because a lot of people aren't fooled by the propaganda that they uh, of the choices they're given at every election. And they don't want to vote for the lesser of evils. So we have a very, very special situation in Canada and the U.S. right now where we could take the country in two directions. One, a golden crystal age that's never existed before and can start a wonderful longevity cycle of prosperity and love, and unity for all, or we could keep tiptoeing down this path of totalitarianism, and we're going to have no freedoms left, we're going to have no rights left, we're going to have no property left, and we're going to have no means of transferring wealth to our servitude to our government, who's positioning themselves as our new masters, for perpetual. And that's what we don't want. And if we don't fight back, if we, we don't
1: we're having a little technical glitch here it's tough you know he's on the road and uh he's out there and uh you know internet is not always uh as reliable as we'd like it to be um so while we are trying to just reconnect with chris because he's got so many important ideas and he was just getting into something that i really wanted to talk about um I like the way he talked about, you know, the first stage is getting the people awake, getting the people to do something. It's not about re- electing someone different, if you heard that. Uh, that's like step three down the road because we're just – I think what he's – and I, what I was going to ask him was I think he was alluding to the fact that there is election fraud everywhere. Uh, the Chinese are behind these uh, Internet-connected machines, both in the United States. Chris, do we have you back? I see you. Looking and good. I and I can, I was I, I just can saying, hear you five. OK, good. You heard me. Uh, if I heard you correctly before we had the little glitch, you're talking about, hey, don't look at about replacing your politicians as the first step, because we've, we've got to get through this election fraud thing. We need the people first to come up like you're trying to do. OK, I, I mean, and, the, and the, thing is that- you
10: need the people to act first. If you wait for the political solution, name one other time in human history where people have voted their way out of tyranny.
1: Never. There is no such never. thing.
10: It never existed. So you need the people to stand up. You need the people to just say no to all these ridiculous policies because then it doesn't matter who they select in charge because if they're going to give you an order that you're not going to follow because you know it's not in your family's best interest. They could be, the, be preaching to the wall for all you care. So that's why step one was waking everybody up to the idea and the reality and the truth, the truth. And there is only one truth. The truth is this is all about control, not your health and safety. And when the people realize that, they're awoken. And what I mean by that is the fear propaganda no longer works and these people are now awake and ready to act. And phase two okay. is getting them to act. And
1: that's what okay, we've been quick, doing. Quick question. How do we get these politicians off the tit of China? Ha!
10: That's <laughs> that's a very complicated question to answer. It's it's I, a I big, wish I a had all obstacle. the answers, but in that sense, I don't because and they're so well-entrenched in Canada as well. It's absolutely disgusting. We have something called FIPA here, the Foreign Investment Protection Act, that allows China to invest in entire compounds, like we're talking hundreds of acres, and then they're allowed to bring in their own military assets to protect these investments. So we literally have de facto Chinese military bases in Canada with unknown numbers of, of military people and unknown Chinese assets. It's absolutely disgusting. We're literally being sold down the river to China, every step of the way. And that's why our society is being more mirrored towards China. China, as you know, was developing a social credit score for their population. And that's something Justin Trudeau wants to combine with our vaccine passport and our digital currency system. So Canadians have their entire lives online under scrutiny. And unless you're vaccinated and unless you're in good social standing, I even take pictures or do interviews with people like you or me, you're not going to be able to have your rights and freedoms.
1: Right. And And that's what they're trying to do. We've got hundreds of thousands of able bodied men between the ages of 18 and 30 coming across our southern border. These are not people who need refuge. These are guys who are going to be, I think, positioned to to, to assist with uh, overthrowing the U.S. government, the entire government, whatever's left of our government. I mean, and and when you're at a stage
10: where they're saying it's so critical, we can't even travel. And it's so critical now that USA wants to be the next country to prevent people from coming in unless they're vaccinated. Yet they want to bring in millions of immigrants from other countries as refugees during a time where they don't even want their own citizens to travel. Does that make sense to you?
1: Not at all. Not at all. And I hope people wake up to that. That's exact, you know, that's exactly what we're saying here. We're being set up for something. Uh, When I say to you, I hope there's enough time for, for everything you're doing and many others like like you uh, to get this word out. I mean, uh, we don't, the, I keep telling people the window of time is closing uh, rapidly. That's what I tell
10: everybody. We always win, goodwill win in the end. The vaccine passport won't stand, These draconian regulations won't last. But the longer we take to act, the bigger the price we're going to pay and the bigger the sacrifice is going to be. Thankfully, I believe, that when we get this narrative out about the fall, what they're going to do, the sick, the vaccinated getting sick, the new variant being blamed on the unvaccinated and the vaccine passports being instilled, but Uh everybody's still being locked down. I believe that's going to be the point where the vast majority that have complied with
1: Yep, Yep, we've got a little bit of a glitch again, but I think I know where Chris was going with that. We're about to go to break when we come back. Um, We'll talk more with Chris about what his future plans are. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby today in the war room for Owen. Don't, don't leave us. We got a great rest of the show coming up.
11: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products but they're only offered at FrankSpeech.com. Thank you and God bless. Go to FrankSpeech.com and enter promo
6: code Alex or call 800-675-4614
3: and use promo code Alex. The ultimate fluoride-free charcoal mouthwash is now available at InfoWarsStore.com and DrJonesNaturals.com for the lowest price possible to complete your daily mouth cleaning routine. It is the perfect companion to the new activated charcoal toothpaste all under our new line by Dr. Jones Naturals that will naturally give your mouth and breath a deep clean. This mouthwash only uses the best natural ingredients like real peppermint oil, thyme oil, xylitol, and of course, high quality charcoal. Not only fluoride free, this mouthwash is completely free of other dangerous ingredients such as SLS, harsh detergents, BPA, and so much more. As soon as you use it, you can tell that this formula is the real deal. So get your bottle of the new Activated Charcoal Mouthwash right now at Infowarsstore.com.
4: The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show.
1: Guys, welcome back to the War Room. It's Dr. Jane Ruby in again today for Owen Schroyer, and having just the greatest conversation with uh, Chris Sky, who's been one of my uh, my um, my freedom mentors for the last year. Um, listen, Chris, on July nineteenth, the Canadian government said they were going to magnanimously, in their in their benevolence, uh, reopen the the border between the United States and Canada. But they have all of these, you know, restrictions. You got to take a test. You have to be fully vaccinated. They get to define fully. How are we going to push back? That's the beginning of sealing us off from, uh, from each other. What are your thoughts about that? Because I know you have, did I read that right? You do have some family in the United States. and
10: you know, My wife is an American citizen. She's actually from Texas, and she spent a lot of time in Florida. She was actually in Florida in February before they even really started jabbing everybody. And it was already all normal there. And we had like little three-year-old girls all the way up to 100-year-old grandmothers walking around mask-free and fear-free. Meanwhile, where I'm from, 95% of our so-called males are walking around with face diapers on. And that's why we're locked down and you guys are free. And that's what we got to do to push back. I don't think the Americans are going to allow Biden to impose the vaccine mandate on travelers because they're going to want their friends and family coming from other countries. And they value their freedom. I think they're weaker countries like Canada will let it happen. But I think it's going to be up to people like me and other leaders in Canada to get the people to stand up for themselves and declare, no, this is our country. We make the rules. The government doesn't make the rules that they want. The government is supposed to make the rules we want. And just because they try to tell people with their fake media and their fake polls that this is what the majority want, it's not what the majority want. I can tell you that. The majority of people values freedom of choice, whether they're vaccinated or masked or not. They all want their freedom of choice. There is no such thing as a happy, successful society without freedom of choice. And if you want to know what I'm going to do next, well, first of all, I'm going back to Calgary on the 19th because of the... There's something called the Freedom Awards, and apparently I've been nominated for some kind of award, so I got to go there for that. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited because it's going to get recognition to our cause, and it's going to be like a mainstream recognition rather than this supposed fringe movement that now holds hundreds of millions of people around the world fighting for their freedom, but they still want to pretend it's the fringe movement because they won't put it on the media as much as possible because the media wants you to believe that everyone's compliant, everybody wants their vaccine, everybody wants their mask, and everybody even wants restrictions. When I went to Calgary and I was speaking there. They had an anti-protest set up where I know for a fact the majority of the people to be there had been paid $100 to go there and protest to have the restrictions re-implemented. Because in in Alberta, the fighting spirit of Canada, they are now wide open. So now they're paying money to get counter-protests to try to get people the idea in their head that we need the restrictions and we shouldn't have a free Canada. So they're literally trying to flip the script and trying to get people afraid of freedom. And we need to push back. And the best way to push back is with the industries we have, the people that have money, power, and connections that don't agree with this lockdown. And we're reaching out to all of them all across the country to come to Edmonton on August 20th and 21st where we're going to be hosting a huge gathering event in a private warehouse of like-minded patriots with connections around the country to create a network that's going to form the basis of this revolution against government tyranny. And we're going to do phase two of united noncompliance and the millions of people around the country ready to take action. And we're going to organize them and we're going to implement them against this tyrannical government. And one way or the other, we're going to get control back of our country. We're going to hold these people accountable. And Canada is become the real model for the world, not the model they intend, like with Australia. And if you want to know what's going to happen in Canada and U.S., just look at Australia. They're already in their winter. And guess what? Of course, They're on lockdown. The military yep. was called in and tried to forcibly vaccinate them. And that's what they're going to want to do to us. But we're going to make yep. it so the real model is human prosperity, individual power, and accountability and transparency within government. And if I have to run for PM to take this country out from under them, I'll do it. If they make me go that far, it's just going to be that bad. It's going to be even worse for them. Their only option is to stand down now. I'm talking straight to you, the powers that be. I am not afraid of you. I know you are afraid of me because it's not just me I represent. It's millions and millions of people around the world who are now awake and who now share my sentiment. And these people are aligning against you. These people are gathering their resources and their forces. And we're coming for you. So like I said, you got two options. Yeah. Give us our freedom yeah. back, or I'm going to take it back. And when I take it back for everybody, we're going to hold you all accountable in a way that nobody ever thinks to try this crap again in, the, in human history. Enough is enough. Humankind like is going to stand Chris. up once and for all, and these people are going to be squashed under our feet like the insects they are.
1: Let me ask you this. Are you uh, concerned, you and your team concerned about... Uh, this event that's coming up, uh, where you're going to regroup and revolution, you know, uh, ignition. I mean, are you concerned? Are, are there, are there securities in place and, and surveillance? I mean, uh, that the government, the tyrani- tyrannical, you know, forces might try to shut it down or find some legal way. I'm sure. I, I know you've thought ahead, so.
10: Are they going to come and watch and take pictures and see who's there like they do at the protest? All their, all their pathetic little reactions they do to try to pretend like they have power when they don't. They follow me around like sick puppies everywhere I go. I can't even go to get to Dairy Queen and get a dip cone without getting pulled over five by five (laughs) cruisers. When we landed in our little private airplane to refuel in Kenora, Ontario, we got swarmed by the police and had to take off over their vehicles. But what are they going to do? We're not breaking any laws. All we're doing is telling the truth and informing people that this is not right. And everybody knows it's not right. All they need is for someone to tell them it's not right and tell them why it's not right and tell them how to fight back. And that's what we're doing. And that's why I drove, thir- we just drove 36 hours straight to make it all the way from Calgary back to Ontario so I can make it to Barrie, Ontario. And there's a Christopher Prime Minister shirt, which originated in Vancouver, Canada. But I promise I'm going to get them made and I'm going to get you one cent. And we're going to get as many made as we can because nothing's going to scare these people more than seeing people walk around with that shirt or one of my shirts that say, just say no, like I'm wearing right now. Because that's all it takes is for humanity to stand up and literally just say no. Say no to the mask. Say no to the business closure. say no to the vaccine. If you don't take the vaccine, they cannot implement a vaccine passport. They tried to segregate Canadians at the airport about three or four days ago. They made lines in the Toronto and Vancouver airports, our two largest in the country, that said vaccinated travelers, unvaccinated. And it was for Canadian citizens. There was so much backlash. Canadians actually just said no for once in their their lives with a phone call. Enough people made a (laughs) phone call to the airports that within 24 hours, those lines were rescinded and taken away. But guess what? They're going to try again. And when they try again, we're going to do the same thing. And every time... We take a piece of our freedom back. We got to take at least two or three pieces back because they took a whole lot from us. We gave them an inch and they took it all. And we got to take it all back and then some and make it so they can never be in a position to do that again. And that's why they want to close all our businesses. For all you business owners out there in Canada, some of our businesses were closed for almost an entire year when they told them it would be two weeks. And why do they want your business closed? When you own a business, You are independent. The people you employ are independent. You stand on your own two feet. You make your own decisions. The government works for you. When the government forces you out of business and now forces you to take a paycheck from them or you can't eat or you can't pay your rent Well, does the government serve you or does the government rule you? And that's what they want. They want to put themselves in a position where they rule over as many of us as possible. Because the more they rule over, the more they could tell to get the vaccine and comply with all these restrictions. And if they can get the vast majority, they believe they can get the rest of us. Well, all throughout history, the vast majority were easy to get. The fighters, the people like me, you will never get. And you're not going to hunt us down. You're not going to round us up. You're not going to kill us. It usually happens the other way, my friends. So once again, I'm calling out to all the people that are trying to pull out this agenda and trying to relock everybody down in the fall and trying to perpetuate this nonsense. If you keep going along with it, there's going to be more consequences to your actions than you believe. Just like there always has been in human history. The good side always
1: wins. Chris, you know, people need to hear this. They need to hear this message. Um, I'm so glad you're getting the visibility you're getting. You know, where can people, I'm just thinking, where can they support you? It's got to take some resources and money to do what you're doing. Uh, You're inspiring Americans as well as Canadians.
10: Well, we have some big news, too, that I want to let everybody know. On my website, you're seeing there, realchrissky.com. You can buy my book, Just Say No. It's the first book in the history of the world that was given a deal by Amazon for publishing and distribution, and then the day before it was supposed to go on sale, it was banned by Amazon. And they arrested me the day before I was supposed to go on tour to promote the book and charge me with five felonies and put me on all the wonderful conditions like not being able to drive, not being able to fly, taking all my license and registered firearms, and putting me on a whole bunch of onerous bail conditions. But I still did the tour, I still launched my book, thousands and thousands of people are reading it every day, And it's the best way to wake people up because if if you don't know anything, you'll know everything once you read this book. And if you think you know everything, you'll realize you didn't know everything when you read this book. So it's so valuable for all levels of the population. It has the ability to spark an international conversation at the highest levels of government and give the masses the understanding they need so the government cannot perpetuate this kind of nonsense ever again on an informed society.
2: Chris, thank you so much. So what's the most important part, let's say, in a bulldozer running over the globalist? The treads, the wheels, the engine, the scoop on the front. It's all very important, but the fuel is paramount, and that's my allegory. TurboForce is vitamins, minerals, amino acids that synergistically work with six different natural forms of healthy, clean energy that last for 10 hours in the average metabolic system metabolism of a human. Some people get 15 hours out of it. Some people get about eight hours. But people take this. People are taking it in sports. People cannot believe it's the best they've ever had because it's not hype. Nobody puts as much product into their pre-workouts their post-workouts you can call us whatever you want it's it's a it's a total solution all around the best you're going to find turbo force without you we don't roll with you we surge forward together it's like the bulldozer without the diesel fuel if we don't have your financial support we will be defeated you support us and get products you already need that literally fuel your body and your mind it's a win-win 360 together infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139
6: First, following up on that rule in New York now, where the mayor says, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to an indoor restaurant, a gym, or a show. Does the White House think that that is fair to people who may have a religious reason for not wanting the vaccine, or who might just be waiting for the FDA to approve it fully before they get it?
8: the administration and the White House and the president uh, support steps by localities uh, to uh, to take steps to protect people in their states and their communities to incentivize uh, people getting vaccinated. I, I don't know all the specific details if they have exemptions. So I'd point you to them.
0: Okay. And we know that this is what's going to turn the tide. And we also know that people are going to get a really clear message. If you want to participate in our society fully, you got to get vaccinated. You got to get vaccinated. It's time. All the answers, all the information's out there. You've seen over 160 million Americans get vaccinated safely. You've seen it make the difference. The only reason we're having the recovery is vaccination. So it's time. Private businesses, I am asking them and suggesting to them go to Vaccine only admission. I believe it's in your best business interest. Will you require all federal employees to
5: get
8: vaccinated?
11: That's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart
0: as I thought you were. Are you concerned that the
9: CDC can not try to cause confusion?
0: We have a pandemic because of the
11: unvaccinated, and there's so an enormous confusion. And the more we learn, the more we learn about this virus and the development of variation, the more we have to be worried and concerned. And then only one thing we know for sure. If those other 100 million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different
0: world. So get vaccinated. If you haven't, you're not nearly as smart as I said you were. Thank you.
7: There is proof of vaccination and everybody is fully vaccinated then you can take off your mask it's time for us to reinstate some of these
10: um, masking mandates while in the meantime ideally aiming for proof of vaccination so that we can really boost our vaccination numbers i do believe at the local level jake there should be more mandates the hesitancy at the local level of doing mandates is because the vaccines have not been officially fully approved. And I think when you do see the official approval, Jake, you're going to see a lot more mandates.
2: Look at this beautiful city of Fairfield. Multicultural hub of Sydney. It's crawling with military now. With the military of Australia. We've got troops
8: walking
2: around. Sydney Constable B. Woods.
3: Off? Yeah. Got me? All good? Not yet, mate. Before when you pulled over, I right, know we would ask for you, you forwards, put your mask on. You I said I don't had need medical to. Exemption, but then you didn't speak to us any further and you drove off, mate. So I, mean, w- I wasn't detained, was I? Your exemption, please?
2: Was I detained?
3: Huh? I wasn't detained. No, well, I, was asking you I drove you off because medicine. I wasn't detained. I was asking you for your medical exemption. So now mate, you're so, detaining me. So now you need to show me your medical exemption, okay?
2: Knock yourself out. Thank you. They say beat the cops at their own game. Oh, he
4: does.
2: Look at these cops.
4: Okay.
6: Welcome to the police there, state. Sir.
3: ...and play games with us, mate. I think you're playing games. I think you're
2: wasting police resources. You're wasting police resources. Mate, you're inciting.
6: Thank you, have a good day
2: sir. There you go, that's how you win. That's how you win, ladies and gentlemen.
1: entering the third hour of the war room today with Dr. Jane Ruby. I'm in for Owen and I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. I've had an incredible hour with uh, Chris Skye and I want to talk about a couple of things that he mentioned. Uh, but before I do, I want to m- mention to you uh, always, you should check out InfoWarsStore.com. Uh, I understand there's a 50% off uh, limited supply, super flash sale. No idea when it's going to end, so you might want to pop on this. A um, couple of the products I think are really fantastic that are in this sale are vitamin C with zinc. It's also got rose hips, which helps with absorption. Uh, vitamin D3 gummies with calcium. The Bod Ease product, uh, Lung Cleanse Plus. I understand Turbo Force is maybe temporarily out of stock. So you can see once these things go, it's... It's tough when they're on sale. You miss the good sale price. And Survival Shield um, X2, which has got nation iodine in it. Also wanted to mention, you know, we all love Mike Lindell. And he's offering, uh, you can get up to 66% off of my pillow products. But you have to make sure you use the code Alex, okay, to get that. Um, so so back back here, um, Chris, you know, Chris Sky is so energizing and uh, I, I just love the positivity and we are going to win uh, but we have to do a lot of things um, to prevent happening what you just saw in that little commercial uh, clip with the Australian guy he's actually getting um, there are a bunch of videos uh, where he demonstrates how to push back on, on that kind of tyranny and no doubt that they are planning to here in the United States to try to take us down those paths. But like Chris said, uh, as Americans, we are going to step forward. We are probably the only nation uh, on the earth with a second amendment that has probably kept it slowed down, but it's not going to stop it yet. Um, I wanted to make you aware along those lines. So I was talking to Chris Skye about approaching this from a criminal uh, complaint aspect uh, since the, the, Pharmaceutical companies are uh, immune right now or indemnified from, uh, you know, responsibility, financial accountability, things like that for these uh, poison shots and the damage they're doing, which is going to be lifelong for many people, for those who do survive it. Uh, until we can maybe get some science, some benevolent science behind reversing or possibly, um, you know, healing people from what, what they're what they've been subjected to. I mean, we just see all kinds of injuries. You heard yesterday, if you if you caught the show yesterday, maybe you can watch the replay, uh, where I had uh, a whistleblower on from another area of the country, who uh, is giving us, you know, from on the ground, you know, reports that people are coming in. We know that the um, this material has damaging affinity for the brain, the heart. Uh, and, and the, uh, the reproductive organs. And so you're seeing um, neurological changes, damage. Uh, you're seeing people with young people in their teens and 20s with heart injury, myocarditis, which I've said right from the beginning, as a, as a cardiac specialized nurse practitioner myself, I can tell you that you never have myocarditis without some residual damage. The heart tissue is very, uh, very specialized. It doesn't regenerate. When you have a heart attack, that is a deprivation of oxygen for a period of time that results in a death to the, some cardiac tissue. You want to hope that it's a very minimal amount of tissue so the rest of the heart beats. But myocarditis does something similar in terms of leaving fibrotic changes and scars. So the, the, the fact that they are saying this is safe and effective for 12 to 17 year olds and also catch the show yesterday where i review the new numbers that just came out of the cdc in their morbidity and mortality weekly report showing that the you know the new stats on the 12 to 17 year olds are just just terrible and and then they summarize it by saying that uh, that it's minimal it's no different than the trial whatever trial that is but getting back to this issue of um In the spirit of Patrick King, who turned around Alberta province by challenging his ticket and going into court and saying, Hey, show me the the virus exists. Show me uh, proof of an isolate of a SARS CoV 2 whole virus that was extrapolated from a, a, a real human being who was ill, and they couldn't do it. And so they reversed the lockdowns. And then what I shared with you earlier in the show, first hour today of War Room was a report from Gemma O'Doherty in Ireland who was, um, you know, informing people that the government of Ireland and their Department of Health was unable to produce any proof uh, of an isolated SARS-CoV-2 virus. She did an incredible job and she reports that uh, this has been very, very successful. The government has come out with a written statement, which is worth gold. It's going to be very helpful to the people of Ireland and maybe other other countries in the U, U.K. But what I want to make you aware of here in the United States is that there's a team, sort of a sub-team of the legal department of the, America's frontline doctors. And one of the attorneys, uh, and I have been communicating for a while now, his name is Todd Kalender, C-A-L-L-E-N-D-E-R. I, I will repeat that. And he's got a website, or they've got a website that they've set up. It's... Uh, I. It's very easy to get to. It's, you know, you do the three W's and then it's V A X X, right? Like Vax, the, sh- the shorthand, V, like Victor, A, like Apple, XX, choice. So Vax with two X's, choice.com. And what he has shared with me is that they've developed a form. It's called a, uh, there's, a there's actually a box you can click on called File a Criminal Complaint. Now, the way he explains it is that um, the laws are universal uh, because crimes against humanity has no boundary. Uh, here's here's the website, and so you see that little box in the middle. File a criminal complaint. Also, download a form to refuse the COVID nineteen uh, vaccine. People ask me all the time on my Telegram channel, Doctor Ruby, where do I go? How can I push back on this? Is there a form I can use? And so, I wanted to make you aware of this. It's worth your time. What he says basically is um, you'll fill out a form, you, the person, just the lay person, with criminal allegations, and the the form will guide you uh, along with citations if you've received any tickets or notifications from any government authorities, even your employer with warnings that they're going to fire you or a letter that they did fire you, any exhibits, uh, this kind of thing. Okay, and they will help you put together. The case. This is not going to be a complex situation. Uh, Once you've filled out this form, the form you can see it scrolling through here. You'll get an idea of what it looks like. Once you fill that out and you can digitally submit it, uh, you will contact, they they will give you the information. You will contact attorney Todd Kalender who will assign one of the legal team members from America's frontline doctors to help you shape this into something you will file locally with your police your sheriff, your legislature, and the courts in some cases. As I mentioned, the, the laws are universal. The jurisdiction, therefore, is universal. And people are adding their information to, um, to make this more, more localized, and then they will help you file it. That's my understanding so they will help you tailor it to your locality and your situation and this is what uh, what chris uh sky was you know was talking about we've got to attack them on every front uh push back uh, this is these are crimes against humanity and they're they're local crimes too they're state crimes um and i think this is particularly important since we've received the word that it is very likely that uh, Biden the puppet will be before a podium next week and a microphone telling us that he's calling for, I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to work, but that he's going to call for a national lockdown. Uh, this is going to be a showdown because uh, there's actually no basis for it. There, The hospitals are empty. Uh, there's uh, someone who's a great patriot on, I believe she's still on Twitter, called um, Emma Black uh, Conservative, and she is going around uh, in the state of Florida, driving to hospitals, taking pictures of their parking lot, infiltrating these uh, emergency rooms uh, uh, stealthily, and taking pictures and showing how empty everything is and what a lie this is. So we have a big fight coming up, but we are up to the challenge. And so when we come back, we're going to shift gears just a little bit and talk to Dr. Peter McCullough world famous expert and who's under attack right now by his own institute it's hard to believe
2: we're already halfway into this insane year of 2021 we're seeing world government world ids being announced forced inoculations all the tyranny we warned of is now here But on the good side, there is also a global awakening, the likes of which this planet has never seen. So truly, the battle between good and evil is now front and center. That's why I want to thank all the viewers and all the listeners for your support, for your word of mouth, for your prayers over the years. Because without InfoWars... We'd be in a lot more trouble than we are right now. So again, thanks for keeping us on the air. And please take advantage of the big super sale, flash sale we're doing right now at InfoWarsStore.com. A whole bunch of our best-selling products are 50% off despite the fact they're selling out. That's why it's a flash sale a Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, our Greens Formula, of course our high-quality Vitamin D3 Formula with calcium. Then we have the 1100% of your daily allowance, Vitamin C with zinc. They're all 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com and the deal has to end in less in a week, so please take advantage of it right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I don't like coming to you and saying this could be our last broadcast. Hell, I've been on there 27 years, and only the last year or so have I said that. But let me tell you, the New World order is breathing down our neck. The big, globalist publications are coming after us, and they're doing everything they can to shut us down. So, please pray to keep InfoWars on the air, and please support the local station you're listening to as well. At the same time, go to InfoWarsStore.com while you still can, and get a book Get a film, get a t-shirt, get some supplements because it's that money that helps us stay on air in the face of this thing. I need your help more than ever now. I want to keep fighting the globalists, but I can't do it if you don't support us. So pray for us, word of mouth, tell folks about the broadcast however you can and buy great products that will enrich you and your family's lives every day at InfowarsStore.com. Whether it's high quality coffee or supplements or books or films, All of it nurtures the soul. All of it empowers humanity. All of it is pro-human and pro-God.
4: The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show.
1: Welcome back to the War Room. We're in the last hour today, and uh, this is Dr. Jane Ruby. I've been here for Owen. Always a pleasure. Great to see everyone. Uh, very, very special guest. I've saved the best for last. My, uh, my uh, uh, colleague and mentor. Dr. Peter McCullough. I just wanted to introduce him. You know, everybody pretty much by now knows a lot about Dr. McCullough, but he is a world-class internist, board-certified in everything, cardiologist, highly published professor of medicine. He's testified before the United States Senate. He's just uh, an incredible leader at the tip of the spear in our nation uh, regarding this whole uh, pandemic and all of the lies and just uh, injustices. I want to welcome... Dr. Peter McCullough to the War Room this afternoon. Hi, Dr. McCullough.
12: Hi, Dr. Ruby. I feel like it's a war. I'm in the hospital right now. I haven't finished yet for the day, um, but I'm so glad you cut the introduction short. And many of (laughs) the viewers may know I'm actually being sued by the health system that I'm
1: in right now for media appearances based on introductions. Well, you know that was uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you back and and talk today because I want the listeners to to understand this attack that's happening on you. Uh, you've you've just you know given so much in your career and your life and in this uh, this horrible you know nightmare we've all been living under in the last eighteen months. So first of all, whatever you can say, because I'm sure you know you you, you have to be careful. Uh, but but whatever you can tell us, what is this lawsuit about and And how did it come about?
12: Well, on the same day that Baylor, Scott & White Health System announced its dreaded vaccine mandate that none of the workers want at all, uh, they announced to the press, before I even saw any court documents, that they were leveling a lawsuit at me. And the premise of the lawsuit is that during media interviews like this, that there was a false claim or false association of myself with Baylor Scott and White Health System uh, and, and Health Texas Provider Network and claiming former titles. So just so that listeners can know, I'm a internist and cardiologist. I'm in a private practice here, but it's on the campus of Baylor University Medical Center. I have full privileges at baylor university medical center and baylor scott and white hospital in fact i was just called by a patient i have to answer this now so i'm a doctor i'm here i'm here boots on the ground taking care of patients including those uh, outpatients with covid 19. so there's there's this automatic um you know i can't separate for myself from my work what the issue at hand is i had a separation agreement from health texas provider network one employer group as i switched to a different employer group And I previously held positions like vice chair of medicine and program director. You know, before that, I was a chief academic scientific officer of Ascension Health. So I've never falsely claimed prior titles. And during media interviews, what can happen is, and and this happened on Stu Peters and some other shows, uh, post-processing, an old profile is used beneath my name. And so that's the premise of what I think is a frivolous lawsuit. And I think the lawsuit, honestly is intended to, to, to silence me as I help America understand the data with respect to COVID-19 and vaccine
1: safety. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, I think we all know it. I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, Dr. Do, is the, do you think this kind of situation is going to change the way physicians and, and researchers like yourself function? I mean, I mean, w- w- these big health ho- hospital health systems seem to be like big corporations. W- what are your thoughts around that? You know, in Texas, doctors can't work for hospitals. We work in medical groups. The problem
12: is a lot of the medical groups are under the parent operating group of the health system. And so mm. the health system really has power. And as I'm currently situated, I'm in a private practice, a big one uh, in Dallas. And so we're independent of the health system. But I am concerned that doctors actually throughout the pandemic may have actually felt uh, pressure or coercion or the fear of reprisal for taking care of patients with COVID-19, for being innovative, for trying different combinations of drugs, and then giving a fair review on the COVID-19 vaccines because they are investigational with respect to their opinions and do they work at
1: all and are they safe. Well, this is a very serious problem. In fact, uh, I I guest hosted yesterday and had a whistleblower on. We had to disguise her voice. She's 20 years of experience uh, in a hospital, major major hospital system that you would recognize in the United States. But that's as you know d- detailed as I'm going to get for her safety, of course. But she told us that uh, she said there's no way that physicians and nurses around her were not seeing what she's seeing. Patients that are coming back for repeat care, they're they're exponentially more sick. They've gotten the jab. Uh, there and, 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 and other kinds of issues. And they're in these buckets that you've discussed before, primarily like cardiac issues and neurological issues. And, and she said, but when she's approached many of the doctors, they, they seem to want to brush it off and they don't want to talk about it. There is an element of perhaps fear. I just wonder what your thoughts are. I mean, how if we don't have our doctors who are under Hi- Hippocratic oath, h- how are we going to you know, break out of this?
12: Well, there's a great concern that there's underreporting if the doctors are not acknowledging uh, the injuries and deaths that are occurring after the vaccine, that what we're seeing so far, these astronomical numbers, in fact, may be an underreporting of what's going on. But but even worse is that patients who have survived the vaccines and now have injuries, and as Rose has published in the American Journal of Public Health and Policy and Law, these nonfatal injuries fall on the lines of cardiac, neuro, hematologic and immunologic problems, if the doctors aren't recognizing these problems, patients aren't going to get fairly
1: evaluated or treated. I was wondering what you might think of either some reports lately. And I I know I I am putting you on the spot a little bit. And if you haven't seen with your own eyes, any of these slides or uh, evidence in in your labs or any other lab, uh, there's been a, a growing number of reports that physicians uh, around the world and a couple in the United States have shown evidence, uh, photos and videos of uh, blood smears under the microscope of people who have taken these shots. And, and now their blood looks uh, v- quite anomalous, to say the least. Any? Have you seen anything? Any thoughts about that? Does that make sense? Should we be pursuing those kinds of analyses? What do you think? Now I haven't reviewed any peripheral smears and I haven't ordered them, but I can tell
12: you in a paper by Ogata and colleagues from Harvard, it's clear after the first injection of the two messenger RNA shots that there is measurable spike protein in plasma. And this is worrisome. The spike protein uh, is dangerous to blood vessels. We know it directly is related to microthrombosis and blood clotting and organ injury. And so it appears to be very pathologically plausible that, in fact, the vaccines are directly causing damage to blood vessels, blood clotting, and these various organ injury syndromes. And the FDA agrees because at least for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the FDA has a warning regarding pathologic thrombosis in women age 18 to 48 uh, in the brain uh, and elsewhere in the body, and clearly the reports are there in the vaccine safety database for Pfizer, and Moderna, which is 90% of all shots of vascular thromboses elsewhere in the heart, uh, the wow. visceral blood vessels,
1: as well as cerebral. Yeah, and and now we're seeing this charge at two to ten year olds. It's it's just heartbreaking. Stay with me. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby in the War Room with Dr. Peter McCullough.
2: There's one central fact of criminal psychology that criminologists all agree on and that it's criminals are extremely pathological even more than general public they do the same things over and over again and criminals like to commit the same types of crimes over and over again well guess what it was anthony fauci and eugenicist globalist that ran the rollout of HIV and the mistreatment of it with AZT and other chemicals that actually killed more people than HIV, and they were the ones involved in viral research of viruses that would actually go attack the T lymphocytes in the body and create autoimmune disorders. The problem for them was the viruses would then break down and would be non-lethal down the road. That's why they need to roll out the COVID-19 and the vaccine, because now they admit the COVID-19 vaccine destroys your immune system, basically giving you the equivalent of HIV. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It was our...
4: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
6: Of life is under attack. This
11: is the War Room.
1: War Room, indeed. This is Dr. Jane Ruby. I'm uh, guest hosting for Owen today and having a great conversation with the esteemed physician and researcher, our own Dr. Peter McCullough. It's so good to see you. Um, I wanted to ask you, Dr. McCullough, you have patients who have earlier in the year, you know, well, everyone was still sorting this thing out that had taken these uh, these injections, um, fully vaxxed, whatever the new term is. Um, are you seeing, in your opinion, um, among your patients, that part of your population more ill than your uninjected? And is your hospital reflecting more of one over the other in terms of being hospitalized and seriously ill?
12: My practice, is internal medicine and cardiology. Uh, I want to say the average age is 65 or 70. And roughly 70% of my patients through December, January, and February volunteered for the vaccine. I didn't promote it or I didn't uh, speak against it. They simply uh, volunteered for it. And I was following the data very carefully. And uh, it was about March, I got very concerned that in fact, things were going in the wrong direction. We had 1,600 deaths then. The CDC mm-hmm. said were none related to the vaccine. We started to see scores of non-fatal injury. We look back on it, January 22nd was actually probably the breaking point for mortality. uh, And that was only at 27 million patients vaccinated. So I saw patients today, and again, about 70% have received the vaccine. And like the 160 million people have gotten the vaccine in the United States, most were fine. Most had absolutely no problems whatsoever. In fact, their greatest concern now is they see other fully vaccinated patients getting COVID-19. And every single patient today who received the vaccine knew that the vaccines were failing and that, in fact, indeed, they had relatives, friends, people in their circle that were developing uh, uh, full-blown COVID-19. Now, separately, I have seen patients with myocarditis, young man with myocarditis here in North Texas. And I can tell you, I filled out the forms very carefully and uh, on the bears forms. And about a week later, I was called by a CDC officer and, and we went over all the data, the troponin, the EKG, the echo, and he agreed it was myocarditis. And of these confirmed cases by the CDC, we have 2,800 of these. And we haven't really started vaccinating the children and the young adults yet. This is alarming. I have a cardiology yep. colleague who's, who's uh, you know, I'm very close to for 20 years. He has now Uh, incessant tinnitus or ringing in his ear after the vaccine. He can't ascribe it to anything else. So I think we're going to see a lot of these evolve now um, over the next few months.
1: What I, I think people really want to know is from your vantage point in your practice, at least, I know it's anecdotal, one doctor, are the unvaccinated sicker than the vaccinated? To me, it looks the same. I have a little outbreak in my
12: practice right now. Uh, And uh, it's about, my practice, I'd say probably it's 60% who have COVID are unvaccinated, 40% vaccinated. That fits with what we're understanding across the state. Now, remember, the public health agencies have a talking point issued to them by the CDC, which is not counting uh, vaccinated patients failing the vaccine. So the talking point is it's 99% a crisis of the unvaccinated. Everyone knows that's not true because it's called asymmetric reporting and the CDC was very open about this. The CDC said they weren't going to report these as a general stream of information, but uh, uh, in the last few days the CDC did update their website and in fact they have 6,000 breakthrough cases additional on top of others that they have and we know that the CDC and the MMWR uh, from Barnstable County in Massachusetts had an outbreak, about uh, 400 cases of COVID-19, two thirds of them were fully vaccinated. So I think the word is out that the vaccines are failing. Patients can clearly get COVID-19 and be fully vaccinated. And the Israel data that was just released suggests a worrisome trend is that the older people are the ones who are more likely to not be protected by the vaccine. Those are the ones we actually want protection from the vaccine. So we have to be on our toes with respect to early treatment.
1: Well, nobody would argue with that. Um, the CDC itself just came out uh, just about a week or so ago uh, with a statement um, to every lab in the United States telling them that the PCR was useless, in particular useless in differentiating between the flu and COVID-19. How do you feel confident that your patients, 60% of your Well, whatever percentage of your patients have COVID, when the CDC itself says the test is uh, useless and they, in fact, want these labs to select other tests that are also under an emergency use experimental. But that's another story. The
12: CDC actually had its own EUA assay that many uh, laboratories early on used. The uh, hospital-developed tests, the PCR test, followed the CDC template so what we had early in the pandemic, uh, in fact, was a, a CDC outline of how to do this. Later on, big uh, companies, Roche, Abbott, Orthoclinical Diagnostics, other companies came in, big lab platform companies came in with tests. Quest was another one. And But we know the original model for the PCR test, it appears, according to CDC um, statements, could not distinguish between the flu and COVID. And so if a patient came in you know getting a test with one of those assays that followed the CDC methods and if there wasn't a simultaneous flu test there could have been easily and I'm sure this must have happened in many patients an assumption that in fact it was COVID-19 they had a fever they had flu-like symptoms the test was indicating COVID positive labeled labeled as COVID what America's really worried about is oh my lord we were told that there was no influenza last year was there really influenza and it was all mislabeled COVID? If it was mislabeled COVID, that means people are unnecessarily put into isolation. They received unnecessary treatments, uh, you know, like remdesivir or convalescent plasma or dexamethasone, that this whole COVID-19 pandemic now, based on these revelations, has become a clinical debacle how many patients with influenza truly were diagnosed
1: with COVID and faced all the hardships of COVID nineteen when in fact they had the flu. Well, that's exactly the point, and there's no, there's nothing different. I mean, they're still using this, uh, you know, p- a PCR test. So how do you know your patients have COVID at all right now, or whatever well, they have? That,
12: no, my interpretation is doesn't apply to all the PCR tests. Remember, the PCR tests from different manufacturers use different methodologies. Now most target the polymerase but there's different methods so you know Abbott and Quest and Roche they, they all use different uh, methods so I'm not too worried about the big laboratory platforms because uh, those companies are very solid and they usually do absolutely great work but it's the original laboratory derived assays and all the ones that followed the CDC methods and I think that most of that was earlier it may have been uh, you know various hospitals have followed that there's gonna have to be a great untangling of which hospitals and labs used the same methods as the CDC, meaning they couldn't distinguish between flu and not, and which ones used methods that could d- discern between the two. There were panels, by the way, that would separate these. BioFire was one, for instance. So I think, uh, you, you know, as the confusion goes on with COVID-19, uh, some patients invariably had flu or were misdiagnosed with COVID-19, and others actually had the correct diagnosis. So, uh, the whole pandemic now has been thrown into a, a great a great fog.
1: absolutely and it's going to get a lot worse um, if you if you notice the list of um, I guess the CDC says these labs can use this, Whatever PCR they're using till the end of the year, uh, and then they have to have installed by the end of the year some uh, another test, and they can pick from a list that the FDA site has. You can link to it. Here's my question: um, all of those those list on the list are considered experimental, and they are also it says right in the document they're unvalidated. How do we? How are we going to know what we're getting with unvalidated te- even? Even this PCR was validated under a fraudulent premise by uh, people who peer reviewed their own article. But how do we how do we know what these new tests are gonna find since they're not validated?
3: Well, we clearly need a lab
12: cleanup, m- meaning we need to have high quality PCR assays that are at a low enough cycle threshold to give high positive predictive values, uh, very good negative predictive values. We need to get rid of this false positivity rate we have to get off of the CDC standard for some so we don't misdiagnose flu as COVID nineteen. And I think what's gonna come in at the end of the year, my interpretation is gonna be what one-
11: hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products. But they're only offered at FrankSpeech.com. Thank you and God bless. Go to
6: FrankSpeech.com and enter promo code Alex. Or call 800-675-4614 and use promo code Alex. It's hard to believe we're already halfway into this insane year of 2021. We're seeing
2: world government, world IDs being announced, forced inoculations. All the tyranny we warned of is now here. But on the good side, there is also a global awakening, the likes of which this planet has never seen. So truly, the battle between good and evil is now front and center. That's why I want to thank all the viewers and all the listeners for your support, for your word of mouth, for your prayers over the years, because without Infowars... We'd be in a lot more trouble than we are right now. So again, thanks for keeping us on the air. And please take advantage of the big super sale, flash sale we're doing right now at InfowarStore.com. A whole bunch of our best selling products are 50% off despite the fact they're selling out. That's why it's a flash sale of Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, our greens formula, of course, our high quality vitamin D3 formula with calcium. Then we have the eleven hundred percent of your daily allowance, vitamin C with zinc. They're all 50% off at InfowarStore.com, and the deal has to end in less in a week, so please take advantage of it right now at InfoWarsStore.com.
4: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
1: Welcome back, everyone, and I want to thank Dr. Peter McCullough for just staying over an extra minute or so. Uh, we were talking about, I apologize for the cutoff, uh, the timer is the timer. Uh, I, we were talking about, I was asking you about how um, you can, going forward, how any of us can have any confidence in these new tests that the FDA has created this list. They're completely unvalidated. I, I want to just give you an opportunity to finish your thought there
12: what I think is a good direction is moving towards confirmatory testing. We do this in HIV. So we don't rely on a single test. We get a confirmation. COVID-19 is a serious diagnosis. We've been kind of winging it with these PCRs and now it looks like we've been burned. Time to get high quality confirmatory
1: testing. How do you feel about the, just one last question, as long as I have the luxury of having you, how do you feel about the fact that, you know, the government of Ireland uh, and the government of uh, Alberta, Canada, just acknowledged that uh, they were not given, and they have not been given any proof that a an isolate of a whole co, a SARS-CoV-2 virus from an ill person has been isolated and provided to them, uh, that, that that's what you're seeing and what you're seeing is so dangerous. I think the departments of community health are embarrassed. They should all
12: have sequencing capabilities. Most of the United States do. I, you know, I don't doubt the existence of the virus, but uh, come on, we should all have sequencing capabilities. All of our governments should be telling us vaccinated, unvaccinated, who's having infections and what strain.
1: Well, rather than just partial pieces of protein, do, do you think it's important to have a whole virus isolate from an ill person so we can verify this 100%?
12: Well, it's very hard. You know, there are a digestive, uh, basically catabolic enzymes that take apart the virus quickly, but we should have, have the full genome. And that's yeah. full sequencing, high quality labs do. These labs were caught flat footed.
1: They, they were challenged, show us the virus, and they didn't have the whole picture. Yeah. And instead, the entire country and the world has been shut down and businesses are gone and children are ill and it's, uh, I think they should have produced a whole virus. But anyway, Dr. McCullough, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Good luck on the lawsuit. We know you will prevail because you're for a spirit and a force for good. So thanks again for being with us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. So what I'd like to do now is, um, you know, we've been talking about the vaccinated, the unvaccinated, what's happening in the hospitals. Uh, in my personal opinion, and this is just my personal opinion and my bias, uh, and the information that comes to me every day from hospital whistleblowers all over the country, and indeed all over the world, is that um, this is really an explosion of antibody-dependent enhancement. It's what they're calling vaccine breakthrough. Uh, And so um, it's healthy for health experts to differ from each other. Um, I want to pivot to antibody-dependent enhancement with another incredible expert right now. Watch this video, please.
8: The whole chronology of where we are is based on lies, you know, that coronavirus is lethal, that there was no prevention and treatment, that it's an emergency that requires social distancing and mass, which it doesn't. And that the solution was an mRNA vaccine that was safe and effective, which it isn't, and that it's causing huge harm. And we know as well that the more harm from these mRNA vaccines will happen in the years to come. So my, you know, what I've been saying all along is anyone who's over 70 who gets one of these mRNA vaccines will probably be sadly die within about two to three years. And I would say anyone who gets the mRNA Injection, no matter what age you are, your life expectancy will be reduced to, you know, die if you're in your 30s within five to 10 years. And you probably will have allergy, neurocognitive issues, um, inflammation, and of course, infertility is the major one.
1: Yes, I think it's important to have evidence of a whole. SARS-CoV-2 virus uh, before this maniac puppet Biden next week steps up to a microphone and attempts to get the nation to shut down into lockdowns when hospitals are empty, we're getting pictures flooding in. You have experts like Dr. Cahill and really literally hundreds more talking about too many to name talking about antibody-dependent enhancement, uh, something that Dr. Simone Gold warned us about months ago about this, this virus and predicting that this was going to happen. And, and here's another reason why it's important. By saying that, allowing this narrative to go through, that it's the unvaccinated that are ill and severely ill and filling the hospitals, we're not focusing on helping people Who are, whose immune systems are overreacting, who've gotten these jabs, who are suffering with antibody dependent enhancement, who, like the whistleblower Sarah from yesterday told us, are being neglected in hospitals. Doctors are walking away. Uh, Healthcare workers are left to scratching their heads. These people are suffering. Their families probably can't even come in the hospital to see them and comfort them as they as they degrade, as their health degrades. Yeah, I think it's pretty damn important to get an isolate of this virus. I mean, governments are now acknowledging that they don't see any evidence of it, that the SARS-CoV-2 virus does not exist and has not been presented to them in terms of evidence uh, as a whole virus isolate from a sick person. I don't know about you, but when it comes to enough is enough, I'm done watching my country uh, fall apart, businesses get shut down, uh, children being forced and teenagers to being forced to take a poison injection before they can go back to college based on a sequence, based on a little piece of protein, Uh, a sequence is a few things connected in a particular order. I mean, let's get real. Are you kidding me? That's what we're going to lock down the nation, which we're not, but I'm just saying get ready for next week. That's, that's what we're going to use, a protein sequence with a PCR test that the government itself said doesn't work. And now they're saying to labs, you can pick from a list over here of these, these other tests so we can throw the country into exponential chaos, chaos on steroids, using, you, you can pick one, or you can pick several. Let's just really expound on the confusion. And you can pick several of these. None of them have been validated, so there are no scientific evidence that they even work, which is validation, and that they work every time to diagnose what they're supposed to. I mean, I just, I just can't believe that we're going to go forward in the next six months. We're going to take these test results, which, by the way, Uh, If if you've seen me in other presentations, I've explained that the CDC also told the labs that in addition to picking uh, at their choice off of this list of experimental tools, uh, that they can also use the process called pooling, which has been used to dupe you up to this point. If you've had a positive COVID test, positive PCR, you need to go back to that lab and demand to know if your result came from pooling which as I ex- have explained before, when you apply to take a test or sign up online to get your COVID test, you will be asked to check off a checklist of symptoms. If you have a certain proportion of symptoms that you've checked off that you have could be stuffy nose, little fever, whatever it is, you are put into high risk category for COVID and, or low risk category for COVID. And you could be pulled if you have a low risk And you don't, who knows, only God knows if you really have whatever you have, okay? But you will be pooled with somebody who has a high risk because they checked off a lot of uh, those symptoms and you will be pooled and you forget the swab and there is no test. There is no PCR diagnostic capability, but you will be told that you had a positive PCR for COVID. Again, not saying you weren't sick, not saying I wasn't sick last year. But I don't know what I was sick with, and I don't know what anybody is sick with right now because there is no diagnostic, definitive diagnostic test for this, right? So I want you to remember that because that's the foundation upon which you can bring down these mandates, these tyrannical BS approaches that they're going to use based on the lie that it's the unvaccinated that are sick to scare the remaining uninjected and to now, as Chris Skye so aptly put this afternoon, he warned, they are going to use this uh, to justify uh, everything that's going to come forward. And if you don't think that's going to happen, you're not paying attention, but you can use it to push back, demand that they show you proof because it's a huge, huge justification to close businesses again and injure children, destroy their school and college educations. Uh, it's coming to the end, folks. And now's the time. And you have a pathway forward. Follow the leaders. Follow the experts. Follow the Chris Skies and the Patrick Kings. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby. Uh, thank you again for being with me in this most incredible episode of The War Room. And don't forget the Sea of New Media. Thanks for everything, guys. You're a great team.
11: You can help by getting everybody you know to go to FrankSpeech.com now. To help support the Cyber Symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at FrankSpeech.com. Thank you and God bless. Go to FrankSpeech.com and enter promo
6: code Alex or call 800-675-4614 and use promo code Alex.